Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. If that's the case, let me make this announcement today. Mark this, 518-23, a.m. The Diamondbacks even get to the World Series. I will sell all of my Cubs yeah. stuff and become a Diamondbacks fan. <laughs> if they even get there, not even win. Because yeah, there's too much magic going on. This is the kid from left field. They make movies about this. This is angels in the outfield, except for instead wow. of angels, it's just pigeons. <laughs> I will become a Diamondbacks fan through and through, top to bottom, I will abandon my loyalty to the Cubs because there's mystical magic that's happening around them. Every 20 years, they kill a bird and win a championship. Oh, my God. We'll have uh, Flag Lady and Dove Man. (laughs) I'm in. Shut up. It didn't really happen, did it? (laughs) Good morning, everybody. It's 546 here in the morning sickness. It's... Diamondback superfan John Holmberg here with yes! his friend Brady Bogan and his Diamondback <laughs> mascot jersey. White Sox fan for now until they move to Nashville. Uh, Brett Fesley in Toledo. We are the morning sickness. <laughs> Very un- like like the rest of you wondering what in the absolute just happened to this city, to that team, to everything in sports, to the to my Cub stuff. And you pricks won't let me off the hook either because I'm getting thousands of emails. What are you going to do with all your crap? You better back your words up. And I'm like, all right. I said it in May, the 18th of May of this year, that clip I just played with wholehearted laughter in my heart, making bets that same day that the Mercury and Diamondbacks would go to their uh, you know respective championship games. Laughing hysterically at the odds. If it wasn't for the Mercury, you'd have a lot of money. (laughs) No kidding. Like $178,000 on a $20 bet. God damn it if the Diamondbacks aren't in the World Series. And damn it if I don't feel great about it. They kill birds. Uh, PETA's not going to want this. They're going to want me to shut up. They're animal rights activists. There's something to their bird sacrifices. You're right. Last night we talked about it yesterday. Will they bring that up? Somebody's got to. We'll do it. We eat skirt. They kill a bird. They go to the championship. Now, they can't do it on purpose. Just has to happen. Just has to happen naturally. Every time they murder a bird while they're warming up or playing the game. I said it in the clip. It's just magic. We thought it was funny when Zach Gallen did it. Like, oh, my God. This is the only team in the world who's done that. Never in the history of baseball can I remember another player Whacking a bird with a ball accidentally. And it's happened to this team twice. Both times they go to the World Series because of it. Here's some more magic, Diamondback fans, as, again, Disney continues to write the Corbin Carroll life script. All the dates of the World Series coincide with the exact same dates that uh, were 2001's World Series against the Yankees. Game one started 27th, 28th, yep. 30th, 31st, bleeds into November. Now, 
the reason it happened in uh, 2001, September 11th, delayed everything like a week. Now it's because they have an extra week of playoffs. It's how about that mind numbingly nuts. And you think I'm the the nutbag. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who a lot of you don't even know, uh, you know, in normal, but because we I, we occasionally have him here on the show, being completely stupid. I don't think anybody knows him, you know, like uh, who doesn't follow baseball tightly or sports nerds. Sports nerds know Chris Russo. And, you know, yeah, you got to be into sports to like Chris Russo or to even listen to him. I made the claim that I would abandon all my Cubs gear. I would get rid of my. My Cubs memorabilia. And I'm looking last night with a little tear in my eye at my autographed Ernie Banks. We got some itemizing. <laughs> we got some stuff to do. And in my head, I'm thinking, all right, why wouldn't I? You guys want to follow an underdog, that's fine. I want to follow somebody who's getting something done. I'm not getting any younger. And the Cubbies took 108 years to win a World Series. And frankly, I was a little disappointed by it. It was uh, anticlimactic after all that. Diamondbacks going, I don't have the same feelings. I'm not going to act like I'm, you know, I'm not going to go like other morning shows in town that have been here for eight seconds that are screaming and yelling. They've Wearing their jerseys and everything already. That's yuck. I'm in. You guys, I think, know me well enough by now that if I'm going to be a fan of something, I'm diving in. I get a little bit obsessive. There's some upside to it. I mean, if uh, next year or two, stadium improvement or something happens there, businessman specials, you don't have to fly anywhere. Yeah. And I'm spending a ton of money on exactly. <laughs> we go Thursday afternoon yeah. games. I got the team I support right here in town now. It's difficult. But at least I'm not Chris Russo. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. Floored. And I'll say this right now. Just uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win their series in seven games, if they win, I will, I will retire on the spot. Now, they're three hours ahead of us. Has he done it? I don't know. He has nothing's been announced as of yet. I that. What time does he go on? I don't know. It's a good question. Right, that is the type of stuff. And look, n- nobody thought he was that crazy. He said that a couple days ago. It's like they're not winning. I there's no none of you thought it. Like you all hoped for it. There's a difference between thinking, oh no, they got two in a row, easy in the bag. There's your fingers crossed. I even remember I was talking to Doug Hopkins in the booth. Up there uh, Saturday night after they lost, went down 3-2, and I'm like, taking two in Philly. Eh, it's over. It's over. We know. Everybody, nobody there was like this. But one hell of a run. But everybody was very excited. There's no one in their right mind that thought they could do this. And here they are. And you know what? So what? There are no fans in this city. It's bandwagon central. That's how you build them. So everybody's going to hop on and good. Fill it up. They they deserve it. I guess that's the best thing you can say about it. If the, my dad texted me last night. He goes, that's great for the city. It's great for the state. And I'm like, it really is. Because you think about it, in our calendar year, well, a little more than that, we're going to see a Super Bowl here in Arizona. We're going to see a World Series here in Arizona. And in a couple months, the NCAA championship in Arizona. And then you're going to get insane uh, basketball, barring, you know, the Suns won last night in Golden State, it, you know, barring an injury that stops this. You get a real 
championship contender in the NBA. I mean, this is a we are now a, a, a sports mecca. Coyotes aren't the original yeah. design. That's to why bring you get four sports. There, there. When we did it, there weren't that many four sports teams. There were you know six, seven, something like that. I don't remember, but all four major sports were here. But uh, yeah, people are like, now you're the oracle. You are the oracle now. You called this in May. I didn't call anything in May. I was making it up, lying, thinking it would be an absurd statement to make that would never have the possibility of biting me. Well, it's got me. He's on at 3 p.m. Eastern today, but no announcements have been made as of yet. Yeah. And people are telling me, you know, sell all your gear to a friend for a couple bucks. That way you actually did it. Nah. I got you. Yeah, I don't. I I, I got people who will do it. Ten cents on the dollar. I got you. That's a crap way to go out. It's just a garbage way to do it. I'm doing it. This tattoo thing's got me a little nervous because I mouthed off about that about a week and a half ago. Now they're uh, playing a team, you know, like who would you give the advantage to in the matchups? Uh, st- <laughs> Even as a super fan of the Diamondbacks because now, it was don't clear, go there. Clearly Rangers, go there. The Rangers are a better team. But don't they, go there. I know you can't. The Rangers are just, uh, I mean, you talk about the, like other the way. bullpen is unbelievable. But Scherzer, Evalde, Montgomery, you've got these pitchers coming in with the Rangers that you're going to be like, come on, who gets through this? The Astros couldn't get through it. The Astros are ridiculous. It's nuts. It's just flat nuts. So congratulations to all those people that uh, have suffered through. There aren't many of you, and I'm not going to sit and act like, you know, this is like so I got to start tolerating super fans. I'm not going to be a super fan. I'm not going to start telling you I knew this. I, I don't know anything. I've been so wrong about that, just like everyone else. So wrong about this Diamondback teams. Night after night, I've been wrong. Yesterday, I said if they get through, there's no way they bring that rookie out again and pitch. And he does the same thing. He did it again. That guy's got ace written all over him. He doesn't even know it. That team is so dopey. They don't know how to celebrate. Guy didn't even know he had a walk. Well, yeah, yeah, there was a couple moments what? where they just acted like yeah, little leaguers. Walker, they, know, just, they won the World Series, and their celebration was kind of the basic bounce around, and then just slapping high five, like, "Yep, another one." They, I don't think that they uh, immediately grasped what had happened last night. It was the, one of the most awkward post game pressers. Like they, they're in over their heads, and they seem comfortable in it. What was funny is there's a couple uh, high fives going when they're doing. Congratulating each other, it seemed like a couple of guys met for the first time. Hey, you're on <laughs> yeah, this team. Yeah, well, there. Hey, look, that uh, the pitcher who's played ten total games in his career and eight of them are in the playoffs. That guy showed up two weeks before the season ended. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I uh, I will gather up my Cubs stuff. Now, I'm going to keep some for nostalgic purposes. It is representative of my life. But this Anthony Rizzo jersey that's in our office, signed by Anthony Rizzo, framed. Beautiful. Going out the door. I got an Ernie Banks. He's well, that's got to be nostalgia. You got to hang on. Jumping up, clicking. His, where am I going to put it? I'm not a Cub fan. I guess. Clicking his heels. And it just says Ernie Banks, HOF. Oh, my God. And he's right in front of Wrigley Field clicking his heels. I've got that Steve Stone and Harry Carey painting that I got at a yeah, silent auction. Yeah, that's going to go for top dollar. <laughs> that's got to go. That is the dopiest thing I own. 
And now i got to get a painting of uh, Bob Brindley and Steve Berthume. That's going to be weird because it's a painting some woman did. Was that the uh, shot you made the call as a raffle? No. I'm going to win no, that I, and, that, and was, that uh, tournament. That was a, a raffle at uh, that uh, Dale Hellestray's basketball thing with yeah. the Cowboy players. That was out there, and I just put my name on that thing. Like, that has to come home with me. And it is this. It is a weird old lady painted Harry Carey and Steve Stone, and it's, it's interesting. It would look great in a Chicago bar. That's going. I got some jerseys that gone. A lot of jerseys. I got a lot of jerseys. Man. Gone. Just think of the just think of the money you could raise for lost her home and That's, the American that, Arizona uh, Humane Society. See, so you're doing good. It's all because the doc- and you're right. It's for a good cause. You're right. At the end of the day. Now I'm keeping my Cubs jersey from when I threw out the nobody's going to want the Cubs jersey with Holmberg written on it. That's that. That's Don't dumb. say that. Well, yeah, I, 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 well, if you start bidding crazy, I'll get, you know what? <laughs> Everything's got a price. It's got a. It's got a. It's like Bear Jackson. It's got a minimum. It's got a <laughs> a reserve. You got a reserve. You got to. Oh, we'll put a reserve on that. It'll be pretty high. Because it's a one of a kind. That is true. It's a. I mean, who wants it? I mean, you could print it yourself if you want. It's actually not a one of a kind. Just go online and make one of your own. <laughs> Probably for a whole lot less. But it's not game worn though. And it was, and it didn't. Yeah, it didn't throw out three first pitches at right. uh, Sloan Park. That's true. But still, that's kind of stupid. So what uh, do you do if they ask you this year to throw out the, a pitch at Sloan? The Cubs? Yeah. But if they start trying to woo me back, <laughs> I'd be shocked. First of all, if they're worried about losing one yeah. guy. Will the Diamondbacks ask me to throw out a pitch? They don't care. Or do they? They've given me. I've got three jerseys. They just gave us for, without even asking. I got one. Of, I'm going to put it on, and I'm going to go back in the office. It's sitting in the office right now. They gave us jerseys uh, this year. They gave me. Yeah, jerseys. get it on. I'm going to wear that thing today. So yeah, I got email after email. People, and uh, you know, somebody got kind of mouthy with me, like, "Don't see what you got now, bitch." What? What's wrong? Okay, what are you yelling at me for? This guy said, and it's not a ha-ha. I've got it. All right. So if the ha-ha on this thing is that it's the same thing as that guy was complaining about Dwight Howard. Then he forcibly performed oral sex on me. If that's the worst part of your day, you had a pretty nice day. Some guy just, ah, sit down. I'm going to blow you. Nobody can hear your cries. <laughs> it's like, what? This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Something I love doing. I'm being surprise blown. Is that the one in my office? That's one of them. No, no. Go up on my, it's on my shelf in, uh. Am I? And that's that's it's got my name on it. It's red, Sedona red. In fact, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Steven says, whether you follow through in your statement or not, John, just know this: you are welcomed anytime. We need more knowledgeable fans here in Arizona, and you certainly are one. Maybe this flip flop of welcoming fans aboard is what makes Arizona uh, a sad sports town. But I don't care. We need good fans. I know it was a joke. I won't rip you if you don't do it. But if you did, I simply say, welcome aboard. Go D-backs. And Steve, Steve's a good dude. We know him. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And the weird part is, is I'm being welcomed by the majority of people on the uh, on the thing. John, when will you publish your Cubs inventory list? I want to get dibs in early. All right. And we'll get them up there, and we'll get that thing going. And I, I just have to itemize the pain that, uh, oh, do you want pictures of me as a five-year-old, four-year-old boy sitting on the lap of Bill Buckner and my Mean Joe Green shirt? <laughs> It's like the it's it's an encapsulation it's got of my a price. life. I put yeah. a reserve on some of that oh stuff. Oh my god! It's a Polaroid picture of me, and I got another one of Ray Burris who pitched for the Cubs back in the late seventies. I was four. They, they high school basketball is a monster thing in Indiana, and I went to a high school basketball game, and they had a celebrity game with the Cubs. There it is. 
I'm going to wear. Regale me in my beautiful. Oh, hang on. Oh, you just put that on. Yes. Here it is. What? Look. Nice. Hang on. Here it goes. Here it is. This is me in my new. It looks good, I think. Look at this jersey. But it was free. Cubs gave me one. I got one from the Cubs. But look, I'm done talking about my ex. I've moved on. This tattoo thing. I'm not a fan of tattoos. They scare me. But look at that, huh? Hmm. Welcome aboard, right? <laughs> Popping tags. Has it still got tags on it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> there. Now, I didn't realize that was very, very uh, bandwagony to pull the tag off right in front of everyone. There it is. Diamondbacks for life, player. I think. I don't know. I said that about the Cubs. But, you know, getting older. Why Why chase something that's so cruddy? Anyway. There they were. I got to hand it to the Philly fans. Yeah, you were talking about this, but they did something I've never seen fans do. Ever in my life. Ever. And I was blown away. Now, there were no Diamondback fans in that crowd. There was a one guy behind home plate that kept shaking the old uh, Arizona. He was doing and that. And I didn't see him until... It, late. Seventh, yeah. sixth, seventh inning. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, that guy moved down, and he just had an Arizona Diamondbacks jersey on. Now, he could be like I was. Again, my, had it on reserve. my Cub fandom uh, was always in peril. They, they pissed me off a lot in 2000 and uh, maybe seven. I don't remember what year it was. Went to Played the Dodgers in the playoffs. and should have beat them. And I remember they just couldn't hit, and I was getting so pissed off sitting with all those Dodger fans. And I wasn't in Cub gear. I had a Cub shirt on, but it wasn't like I was going crazy. And I'm like, screw this. I said, if next inning, if they don't get another, if they're still not hitting the ball, I'm, I'm one of you. And I went and bought a Manny Ramirez jersey and went crazy with the Dodger stuff for just, and they were laughing. I'm like, I'm done with this, this gaggle of losers. All they do is disappoint me. So I've done it for maybe that guy at the Phillies thing last night was doing that. Like he went and got a Diamondbacks jersey and said, screw this, I'm out. There's no way they were selling those jerseys yeah, there. I, I no way. That. He had to bring that with. <laughs> so maybe two or three fans total in the whole stadium Diamondbacks fans. Diamondbacks win the, win the game. End of the game. I don't know if you guys noticed this. They're having their uh, – they're interviewing uh, – uh, I think they interviewed Ginkle, who was remarkable. Oh, yeah. That was some, some of the best postseason pitching you'll ever see out of a bullpen. That dude was – that ball was dancing. Interviewed him. I think they interviewed Corbin Carroll. There was a group of Philly fans that stuck around the entire time chasing the microphone for TBS or MLB Network, whoever was getting interviewed, just booing. I've never seen anything like it. Philly fan took time out of his miserable night to go, you know what? It. I'm going to be a bad sport. And like a, a group, loud, a group of them, Corbin Carrollson, you know, we just fought. And just, just screaming like you've ruined our lives. Booing them like crazy. In the, if there were a smattering of boos as they stood and took their picture on the field as the National League champions. You hear the crowd booing. That. Now, Philly is the armpit of New Jersey. Quite literally, it is. I know it's in Pennsylvania. Don't email me, Scott. <laughs> it's in New Jersey. It's New Jersey's New Jersey. It's disgusting there. It's got history, and that's it, and it should be history. All the rest of it is the people of Philadelphia that make it Boston's Boston. It's a disgusting town. But they're so horrifyingly awful at, at fandom and so intensely into what they're doing. They, they just stay fans, even when they should just slink out of the stadium. They're like, no, nah, I'm going to fight them. You already lost. I'm going to fight them again. They're the guy who lays on the ground bleeding. Going, I'm going to kick your ass. 
<laughs> I just kicked your ass. Yeah, come back here. When I start feeling around, I'm going to kick your ass. Your arm's off. It's just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> I've got another. Ain't nothing. Yeah, you could chop them into a little nub and they'd be like, get out of here. I'm going to rip you in half. But you're dead. You're dying. Not dead yet. I would have loved to have seen Corbin Carroll just turn around and go, choke on a cheese stick, yeah, you yeah. piece of you know. Yeah, piece of <laughs> We're going to the World Series. Enjoy us on TV. With this. If you can afford it. <laughs> it was, that was, pr- I'm like, all right, tip of the cap. That's some serious fan work right there. Classless, completely childish, stupid. Basically Philly. Philly. Yeah. Yep, it was 100% <laughs> Philadelphia douchebags. And that city's loaded with them. Boston looks at him and goes, the, the classless. That's all they think. They got no class. <laughs> They're disgusting, horrible people. And it was, again, I've discovered something I didn't realize until you get involved in that. Uh, Baltimore, New England, and now Philadelphia. It brings a great bunch of joy to watch those fans feeling like garbage. It, I don't even feel that way about Dodger fans or Laker fans. I don't. I don't mind when they're sad because I don't think they care that much. At least the ones you see, because the ones in the upper deck, uh, they're the ones who actually care. But they never get TV time. They're not the fans that represent the Lakers or whatever. The Mexicans is what I'm talking about. Those guys never get the credit they deserve. Occasional sign, yeah, maybe show us. Very rarely do they get anywhere past Diane Cannon's, uh, you know, rotting corpse or when Jack Nicholson shows up. But the Laker fan doesn't make me upset when they're sad because most of them go to a house in Calabasas and soak it off in one of their three pools. So I know that their lives don't change much. They might be a little depressed, but they'll be they'll get over the Mexicans, the the ones that you know the the real L.A. fans. They're like them being sad. That would make me happy, but I never see them happy. I only see celebrities happy with that. This is amazing. So yeah, I've got some stuff I got to get rid of. I and even just like basic little things too, like all those things you buy when you're a grown up kid like me, and you've got like you know Wrigley Field Avenue street signs and some pennants and, and stuff. pennants. I'm, there's a pennant that I'm I'm keeping the Bruce Suter one. Because that was the one where Dave Kingman flipped me off. Look what have the Cubs ever done for me. Every exactly. story I've got is like a terrible thing. I tried to get Dave there Kingman. There you go. That's a good one to and keep. And he threw a bird at me and Bruce Suter came over and signed it. And then Bruce Suter became incredibly famous as the Cardinals' greatest closer of all time and one of the best contracts ever signed in baseball. Just stopped paying it last year. They've been effing you for years. Effing me forever, man. This bitch has been awful to me. And now I got this new lady down there. She said, we're just going to go to the World Series and celebrate, maybe win it all if you want to join us. I'm like, I do. Like, you know what? I'm doing it. And my pig wife is over there going, where are you going? You'll be back. <laughs> I'm leaving you, Cubs. I'm leaving you. And leave it to me to make the Diamondbacks World Series all about me. I think it's a fantastic move <laughs> that I've done here. Is there going to be some lady gear available, too? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I what if she stay? Yeah, did you include Megan in this? Or no, is she? that's okay. it. We need to do some no. lady gear. Every single person is their own uh, independent agent. The tattoo has everybody nervous, though. I look dumb with <laughs> the tattoo. We'll see. I'm very scared about that. Could turn my scars on my shoulders into D's. Yeah. <laughs> or snake. Or a little snake, yeah. Got two good scars. They match on each side, so it could be make something out of that. And just in old English, right? Arizona Diamondbacks on my chest. I just, one thing I'm already upset about is I'm wearing a shirt that says D-Bags. You got to stop calling them the D-Bags. 
I now that you're a fan, you, I don't you hear quit D backs. I hear, I hear, it's like having a kid named Aswipe. You know he's going to get T. Hey, Aswipe. All right, that's enough. You can't have, you can't just announce the, hey, this isn't easy. Like your friend Matt O'Cummer. Yeah. You just go back to you the, got the big A. Why do you have D backs right now? You're just giving fans across the nation a chance to, like, that you've already, Los D-backs. you've already done the writing for them. D backs. I can't believe this is real. Yeah, and I want to read every email that came in because they're like, oh, all right, Cuck, time to be a man of your word. <laughs> I don't know why you got to be mean. <laughs> Welcome to the fan club. We're going to win it all. We won't let you down. Uh, Dimeback's happy to have you, John. Welcome aboard. And then, you know, all the ones. Keep your word, my friend. Welcome to the snake pit. Like, everybody wants me to keep my word, and I think it is kind of a thing. Ethan says, I don't watch sports. Uh... But last night I heard your ass clinch when the eighth inning started. <laughs> it's true. I was kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Is this real? Yeah. This one that says, was the text from the seventh yeah, inning. I said it. Is this really happening? And to me and to this. This one says, holy effing <laughs> bye-bye cubbies, you <laughs> maniac. I can't believe you said this back in May, and now you got to live up to it. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Bye-bye cubbies. A lot of you had a lot of cuss. And a lot of you, I got to say, a lot of you Diamondback fans were very honest last night and going, look, I've been following this team for 22 years. I have no idea this would happen. Nobody had it. Nobody. Well, Dude, they were doing September call-ups to kind of just get through. They were almost, they almost said in July, let's get rid of a few guys and, and plan for next year. Start rebuilding. Year. I mean, get some, get some players in. This isn't going anywhere. We're doing well. And then you start thinking, eh, they lost nine in a row in August. Fell off the map. They were barely in the pl- uh, crazy. More tags. It's uh, it's nuts. So congratulations to the Diamondbacks. Now we did this when the Suns went to the finals, and you realize how fleeting this actually is. You realize that it was what thirty years since the Suns had done it before, and up uh, uh, like what was it uh, seventeen prior to that? So they went in seventy six, ninety three, and then again a couple years ago. Uh, Diamondbacks are what twenty was twenty two years removed, and so when the Sons did it. We did all a whole morning of songs from their last year. The hits from 2001. I don't know that's a good idea that today. Like what, what brings hits us from back? 2001 wouldn't be bad. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's see let's find out what yeah. we got. We get 2001 songs from 2001. That, that's the last time we just we celebrate that. The last time we killed the birds. But uh, here we sit with the Diamondbacks. There's no other news in the world in this city. There's Nobody cares about Gaza and... If Biden fell down or ate a cheesesteak with his, you know, choked it, nobody cares. But there they are. The Phillies are home. Mad Dog Russo is going to retire. And I am a D-Bags fan. Got to be kidding me. 2001 wasn't bad. Yeah. So I want to be the first to welcome you to the D-Bags fandom, John. I will be your Sherpa. And adios to Mad Dog Russo. Do you have the clip of Tori Lovello? Yeah, once. Tori Lovello yesterday. Great comment. And he's another one that... I actually have been saying this for a while. The Diamondbacks have a real good manager and have for a long time. That dude is a, a he has always gotten the most out of nothing. When they were terrible, 110 losses two years ago, when they were terrible, he still managed to get them to play hard. And then when they weren't supposed to be good, they were better than they should have been. Last year, especially when you're like, who is this? He just gets the most out of garbage. And to his credit, they didn't. Uh, get rid of him because somebody saw it, and I don't. Know, I don't even know who the Diamondbacks general manager is. I forgot his name. But that Derek Hall. Uh, is that is he the? I, no, he's the like, CEO. Yeah, no, he's one of the 
VPs of player management. They absolutely should have fired Tory Lovello. The pressure had to be like, he just lost 110 games. You don't keep a manager after that. And then the next year, what's Mike it? Hazen. Mike Hazen, that's right. And he's on last night. Like, you stick with Tory Lovello because they actually recognize in their own wisdom, we've given him nothing. And this guy's managed to do something with it every single season except one when they were just nobodies. So that's, anybody more deserving than uh, Tory Lovello, I don't know who it is. And everybody's learning his name now. He's been here for a long time. And everybody's kind of sitting back learning his name, which is deserving. But he had this to say about – do you have a thing about – I have uh, the the press conference beforehand. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's Russo. This is what he said when he found out that Mad Dog mouth. Russo had decided to oh, – Hang on. I have to approve my uh, – Oh, jeez. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, we'll get to it. I told you I heard from um, former Diamondback who, who scored the winning run in Game 7, Jay Bell. Yeah. He was the first one. He sent me the Russo thing. I yeah, hope yes, he holds right. to his yeah. word. Everybody everybody hates Russo because he's New York. Yeah, but, yeah, and Jay Bell wanted him. Everybody's kind of, <laughs> he, look, he's got me topped in a huge way. He's taken away his livelihood. And how's he weasel out of this? Because as a sports guy... Yeah, I listen to Russo because I find him entertaining in the in the way he is designing that show to be entertaining. He's super knowledgeable, but he's New York annoying on purpose. But he loses a ton of credibility if he goes, I was, I was just playing around. Never mind. No big deal. I'd be like, surprise me. And here we go. So if he doesn't. Like, this was a big admission of, like, I don't know. Basically, he's saying, I he don't know. He can dance around that. Uh, so he, he I don't takes think so. a week off. Uh, and, and then, then says, you know, Tom retirement. Brady came out of retirement. Yeah, it, yeah that kind of thing. Gronkowski. Is, but yeah. that, the dangerous thing is if I backed out of this fan thing, people like, ah, in a couple of weeks they forget. When you're a sports fan, especially a New York one, and your dude is basically saying, my credibility is shot because I'm a baseball lunatic. I see it clearly. That's why I have a job to tell you what's happening in baseball. And when you miss like this, over and over, and then put your flag in the idea. It's like, I'm so bad at this season and seeing what's going on that I actually staked my career on it and said, I, if the Diamondbacks are in, I don't know what I'm talking about. you got to step away. He's got to do the job. Tori Lovello had this. This was pretty great before the game last night, which I love. Oh, he's got a commercial or something. I know that Mad Dog has a show and he's got to do his thing, um, but I would love to see him quit if we won today. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's nothing, there's nothing better than a wise guy New Yorker saying something and then having to chomp on those words. So that's how I'm processing it, and it'll be great. He's a friend of mine. I love Mad Dog, um, and I know that he's going to end up hearing this, and I didn't want to really get into this, but um, I did. And we have a little thing going on about, um, about it, and I think you just internally use it as motivation. And they did. Man, did great. they ever. That's awesome. Mad Dog Rooster's good. He's got to retire. If Stephen A. Smith said something like that, the whole world would root for whatever he said. Like, oh, my sweet Jesus, we got to get him out of there. But that's the type of stuff we got uh, with uh, Mad Dog. I think it's great. So go Diamondbacks, go fans. Everybody go buy a jersey. Everybody bandwagon this thing. If you're not a fan of something, you don't have passion. Like, I'm dumping a ton of passion. If you don't have uh, a ton of passion, get on board. Why not? What do you got to lose? This one Everyone says, has their wow. limits. This guy, Trevor, says, John, uh, I, Diamondback fan, have pardoned you for the 518 D-backs comments. You don't have to sell your stuff, but you can enjoy this ride with us. 
And then this one says, uh, please publish your Cubs inventory list immediately. I want to get my bids in now. <laughs> yes, I know. That's, you're not the only one that said that. My friend Jim Wilson, who's a big Cubs fan, said, I get first dibs on a lot of that stuff. I'm like, no, you don't. No dibbing. Jim, you can't go cheap on this one. you got to bid with the rest of them. Well, what that Ernie Banks picked? I don't know. It's going up. You can put in your initial bid. We'll start at that. Yeah, and it'll all be to raise money for the, uh, we'll go Lost Our Home Pet Rescue for this one because that's the theme this week with the Night of the Singing Dead. I still can't believe it's happening. Night of the Singing Dead has changed now. Not anything different on dates and Going to do a viewing party at Copper Blues and CB Live because the games are Friday and Saturday night, so they'll start at like 5 or 6, probably end about 9. So you get tickets to that, you go down there, get a viewing party together and all that other stuff. We'll watch the games, and it's going to be upsetting because if they lose... You can have a crowd of, like, sad sacks. You know, people who've, like, just watched something kind of bleh, mope through. And then we got to go up and uh, do Night of the Singing Dead. We'll cheer you up. Nothing better to get you out of that cauldron. Yeah, that's true. It's a good way to look at it. But still, a crowd of people who've just been kicked in the nuts is not a great crowd to play for. But we'll do it. Hey, you're a D-backs fan now. I'm you a can't D-backs say that. fan. That's right. Yeah, I got a sweep. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I, I, I want to make some other wild don't, claims. Don't, don't go there. <laughs> Do it. Don't go there, Russo. <laughs> it just seems like... I'll tell you this right now, everyone. Listen to me. Mad Dog Russo. If the Diamondbacks win the World Series... I double down right here. If the Diamondbacks win the World Series, Brady... Yeah. I'll have sex with your wife. I promise that. What? I will have sex with all your wives. <laughs> if the Diamondbacks win the World Series, I'm going to have sex with everybody's wife ever of all time. And I will transition into a woman immediately afterwards. That's going to happen. Mark my words. Write it down. 618-1025-23. I, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, will not only have sex with your wives, impregnate most of them, I will then transition into a female named Teresa. Teresa Mad Dog Russo is what I will be. I retire and come back as a female sportscaster and I'll do nothing but WNBA talk because I don't know about baseball. That's all there is to it, Brady. That's it. Today I will do my final show as a baseball analyst with a penis. <laughs> Tomorrow that's the a transition. Bet. I go that's over a to, bet. I'm heading over to Johns Hopkins, going to Baltimore, going to go to the go to the hospital. I'm going to say I want this removed. My name is Teresa. I identify as a woman because I don't know what baseball is anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. How can I identify as a man? I will be a chick. Move your platform to WNBA. That's right. All WNBA. Everything. All of it. Girl soccer, girl basketball. That's what I'm going to talk about. Count on it. Goodbye, Dick. That's going to be amazing. 2020 lineup for the <laughs> Sparks. <laughs> the Liberty. That's right, Brady. And I'll give you the old timies, too. I'll give you the Houston Comets. I'll go back all the way there. Four-time champions, four in a row, and then they went out of business. Imagine that. I don't know how that league works. <laughs> oh, Mad Dog Russo. Uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, let's get a wake-up song. I would do it from 2001. Toledo printed a list. It's not so bad. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Uh, Bodies was in there. Bodies is in there. We could we could run this. Let's run this entire playlist today, Back going back to 2001. If we're going to do throwback stuff, look at what we've got. This is a nice list. Chop suey. Yeah, I mean, you go all the way down to the ending, and you've got a couple of gems still. Hashpipe from Weezer is yeah. the 34th of the top 40 songs of 2001 in the world. And we'll do it. Put these together. 
Voices from Disturbed. Nice. Yeah, they got some good stuff in here. Afro Man, because I get high. <laughs> because I get high. Because I get high. <laughs> All right, we'll get that together. Diamondback Fan City. Uh, and again, everybody can sit and go, oh, I'm going to get, uh, you know, curmudgeons and wet blankets. You know what? I don't want to hear from your crusty ass. Go listen to Beth. This is stupid. What you doing? I don't care about you. I'm having fun, and that's the whole idea. That's the key. And we're going to raise some money. For, I got some good stuff. We'll raise some money for a charity as I abandon my childhood passion. Oof. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to leave one thing for a brand new thing. I know. Got a lot of history there. But Girls all, do it all the time. Chicks do it constantly. What are we talking? You're right. Chicks do it all the time. But at least, but I should at least get half of the Cubs. Oh, that's I, true. Like, I should true. get like half. Proceeds. I should get half. I'm like, if I'm going to leave, I should be like, I'm not happy with you. I should still get half of your stuff. But I'm a man. I leave with nothing. And I start fresh. Like a real human being should. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. Go D-backs. Unbelievable. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Hit it! <laughs> Take. <laughs> I gotta do something about this, Diamondback fans. I'm sticking around for these. See if we can figure it out. Summer! Baseball bats! Cheese, dogs, and flavored ice cream. Summer! Are you guys doing this uh, Friday or Saturday no. night? This needs to go. There's a new sheriff in town, and we're changing some stuff around here. And this song's got you up. This got you up. No, no, no. Not that. Oh, it's sorry. Going, 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 out of here, boys. Nobody sings this. This is not a singable. We back the D-backs. I can't sing this. This is garbage. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> My first complaint as a Diamondback fan is that song's New got song? to go. Terrible. And I've been there when you guys went. We, we win. And uh, nobody <laughs> sings tough. Nobody sings that damn thing. No one knows it. No one's going to try and sing it. Sorry, Roger Klein. Just not a, not a singable song. Uh, how about this? Oh, by the way, Diamondbacks are the very first team in the history of betting to go to the World Series. As underdogs and in, in the new in the new era of playoffs, uh, to be an underdog in every single game. Well, they didn't. They were not favored to win one single game in you know this much, series. You know how much FanDuel money you could have won if you betting against had them. the balls or to betting, do it. betting on yeah. them. Yeah, betting against the odds. The uh, yeah, if, um, you know, plus one forty five, plus two ten. Yeah. they were Adds up. heavy underdogs against the Brewers. Ridiculous underdogs against the Dodgers. Never favored in one, even the home games. Never favored in any of the games going all the way through. That is remarkable in itself. By the way, the songs you just heard also from two thousand one with Schism, uh, Tool Bodies two thousand one. Uh, Wait, Godsmack was recorded in uh, two thousand, but hit in two thousand one. Here's another one. This one's an odd one. <clears throat> the last substantial terrorist attack in the world happened in two thousand one. Oh, 
Just had that thing over there. Probably the biggest thing since 9-11. Uh, this one says, uh, Diamondbacks going to the World Series two times. Suns have been there three times. Cardinals have been there once. And Dick Toledo's dad remains undefeated with a record of zero appearances. <laughs> Don't worry, Toledo. At least you'll always be there for your model toy boy. That's true. Yeah, that's uh, that's a weird thing because the one the one stat that people keep bringing up is yeah they killed the bird, check. Uh, where's the other one? Check, you have the uh, terrorist attack. Check two buildings, two birds, uh, two Tories. Because uh, back then they had a Tory. Uh, who was the other Tory? I forgot his name just now. I saw the email. I can't remember what it was. Different spellings though. Joe? No. Uh, and uh, Mad Dog Russo was already kind of pulled back a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I was talking specifically about my serious radio show. I'm going to be giving up my television program. Of course. So just serious radio. I'm retiring from uh, satellite radio for a couple of days. So we'll see if he, you know. But again, that's his, his credibility takes a pop there for being Mr. Baseball expert and then saying I, I stake my entire reputation on this particular team not winning Two straight games in Philly, and they did it. And now this one says... Maybe he made a huge bet with Mattress Mac. (laughs) Well, look, Mattress Mac loses the money after he makes a big bet. I rattled my trap, and here I sit. I'm still a week and a half away from maybe a Diamondbacks tattoo. I got Channel 10, Troy Hayden's asking to come over. They're holding you to it. Yeah, they're coming over to my house to film my stuff. By the way, by the way, I'm starting to sound like him a little bit. It's starting my cadence is beginning a little mad doggy in. A few of my items from Chicago Cub fandom, the past, as I like to call it, the dreaded past, are on our Facebook page and our Instagram. And up I'll be bit. posting that here in a little bit. I posted the video, the change. The change, the me getting my jersey on. Yeah. Which is, this jersey's just been stuffed in my office since they gave it to me. I didn't even take it home. It's just been folded up and pushed into a thing in my office. If we're having a problem, uh, Byron at Mo Money Pond said he'll That's take right. some of your Cubs gear. Well, we're not going to have a problem like that, Byron. <laughs> could display it. Greedy Byron, get your <laughs> mo money. We'll take care Consigned. of you. Sign, get your. That's right. Formerly little pudgy hands off of my stuff. We'll Loans see what 10, we do. That's right. Ten dollars to a hundred thousand and more. <laughs> we have outside Brady, one of my prized possessions as a former Cub fan. My Anthony Rizzo autographed Cubs jersey with photographs of Anthony in action, and one with him holding the bat, framed, and also a little placard Beautiful. on it that says. Uh, 2016 World Champion Chicago Cubs. And Anthony has signed the second four in his 44 jersey. That will be up for grabs starting today. Bids will be accepted. Highest bidder, of course. We'll get that. Then, unknown artist. Painting of Harry Carey and Steve Stone. Is it signed? Let me check. No. If it is, you can't read it. Maybe. I don't know. Why would it be? Is Picasso on the back of that thing? (laughs) It is International Artist Day. And, oh, is it? This lady is, is about as international as the House of Pancakes. Oh, she signed it, but you can't read it. I've looked at that. That one's up on our thing, too. And those are the two main items I have here at the office for Cub Stuff. Off the walls already on the internet for selling. Marlene Byrne. She's wonderful. Thank you, Marlene. It's going to a good home, I hope. That one... Is a that's hilarious to me, and I loved Harry Carey, but that was back. That was a different time for me. 
I never liked Len Casper. Cubs gave me Len Casper and almost made me not. I don't like Jim Deshays. Harry and Steve were amazing. Harry and Steve were Cubs baseball for. And you're looking at them through that uh, Curtis Mathis screen. Yeah, and the old TV. That's a retro thing. Yeah, you painted a television around their faces. And then in the outfield, there's a cow with a hole in it because, holy cow. Yeah. That one's up for grabs as well. Take a look at the game. Yeah, those are that still have fun with Harry in the past, but now me and Christopher Mad Dog Russo are there. And this one says, as a 43-year-old Cub fan, a transplant to Arizona, a man of my word, I now understand how you have to keep your promise made on the air. I have a special place for the local team since I worked with all of them, but I've never claimed to be a fan. Just buy D-backs, but here's, Marco has a good point. Only buy Diamondbacks merchandise from 2023 going forward. No retro jerseys. And that's an interesting idea because I am joining late. So getting a Randy Johnson jersey is a bit garbagey. So maybe I will only go with, uh, you know, merchandise from this day forward. I think that's a pretty good rule I'll set. This guy says, John, you have to be a Diamondbacks fan now, and I don't know how you're going to do it. It's going to be hard, buddy. You're going to have some withdrawals. This may change your life, you know? Honestly, life-changing. I'm personally not a baseball fan, but I understand being a fan of a team. I've been a Steelers fan since I was four years old, 68. The rest of my family are Chicago Bears fans. We moved to Colorado. They became Denver fans, and I stuck with my Steelers thick and thin. Not sure you're going to be able to keep your word on this. Loyalty is a hard bitch to break. Good luck, sir, but uh, understand, if you can't follow through, most of us won't think any less of you if you can't. Loyalty and your word are all you have at the end of the day. If you have to break one of them, such a messed up decision you have to make here. This is actually a good what would Brady do, and you're living it right in front of us. I'll be listening to see how it goes, Tony. Yeah. I'll be honest, though. Before I said to the Diamondbacks uh, thing and back in May, I was telling other Cub fans, I don't like this team. I was wandering around table talking to Cubs. I don't care about the Cubs anymore. Since the World Series, it seems like the fa- like they threw a middle finger up. Been, it seems like it's care. been almost a couple years. Yeah, it's been like I just well they kept putting stuff on the field. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And it wasn't even that there were bad teams. It was like I just didn't like the team. I didn't have any ties to this. They team. were mediocre beyond. They mediocre. just threw it out there. Not even, and it just felt like who cares? And it it didn't. There was no drive to be great. And it was the Cubs all over. And I'm like, they're doing it again. How about this? You're a Diamondback fan for the rest of this year until they suck again. You made a blanket statement with no restrictions, so box up all your Cubs stuff and wait until the end of next year. If they suck next year, no need to suffer as an Arizona fan. I've done it. You've done enough of that as a Cub fan. That's a good point. What if it's me? What if I make this swaparoo and the Cubs win like four World Series in a row? What would you? Oh, man. I would have to admit that I'm the problem and stay away from it. I don't know. It says, John, just like there's zero loyalty in sports when it comes to players or owners, I would just hold on to all your stuff and everything. Uh, it took you this long to get it. Uh, if there was another radio station out there giving out better prizes or doing something better than you and your so-called loyal listeners, I bet you they'd jump ship. Uh, I would keep everything you had and don't listen to extremely less fortunate listeners that bother you every morning. Well, there's truth to that, too. But if there's a, But here's the thing. If there's a better radio station out there, I shouldn't rely on loyal. Like Dave Pratt did that. Re- tried to make you loyal before he put a quality product out. If somebody's beating us and doing better than us, we deserve to get uh, our fans jumping ship. 
Somebody's handing out better prizes. I'm going to be listening to that. I think that's awesome. We hand out pretty good stuff, but if somebody's better than us, of course you're going to lose fans. Somebody does a better job and gets you more stuff, that's good. John, get a Mark Grace jersey. You've seen his schlong. I mean, that should be enough. That's true. If I get a Mark Grace jersey, it kind of is representative of the transition. You know? And Mark Grace made the switch. Sure an, did. An iconic Cub. And he went over here. He got paid, though. Good point. <laughs> Solid point by Brett. One to nothing, Brett. <laughs> I don't know who you're playing against, but they haven't scored yet. <laughs> but mark my words, if they do score, I will retire from this radio show. Yeah, they, he got paid. That's a good point. Cubs didn't pay him. <laughs> That's a good point. Anyway. I back the D-backs. <laughs> and we're going to play all songs from 2001 this morning. And, uh, Brett, you've got a few of them that are yeah. pop hits. Now, some of the, the list is pretty good. So everything you hear this morning will be 2001 songs. Uh, what, what do you have on A couple the- people were asking about this one. Okay. Because this is uh, kind of going with, come on. Uh, uh-oh. Survivor oh, for the, uh, Survivor for the D-backs. Oh, no, oh, oh. Destiny's Child. Destiny, that's what you said pop songs. Right. That's where I'm yeah. going with this real far. This was 2001? Yeah. It was also the year this show started. I mean, we're coming to an end? No. Okay, just Brett got just here. got here. Brett's, that. Brett's, Brett's <laughs> literally holding his coffee as we say that. I got Destiny's Child. I don't get Beyonce. That's a cool song for a pop song. You play those at weddings a lot? Uh, yeah, once in a while, yeah. Easier to sing this after Diamondbacks winning that Roger Klein oh, yeah. thing. Right, she gone. I like that one. What else came out in the pop world in 2001? Roll Out. Oh, was Roll Luda. Out one of them? Ludacris had the <laughs> throws that one. <laughs> yeah. Like you've been waiting for that question your whole life. <laughs> What's this? Uh, one more time. You know the song. I know the song. I know the song. Daft Punk. Oh, yeah, Daft Punk. Jeez, that was 2001? Yeah. I don't remember that being that long ago. I remember seeing Daft Punk stickers all over when we were working at the zone. One more time. Just reminds you of Vegas. Yeah, always. The, the lobbies. I forgot about this. 2001. This is appropriate, too. One more time. All right. How about this one? Good Lord. All right, what else you got? Because we got all the rock ones coming up. And it is a good list. Like, there's a lot of cool songs. Psychosocial came out. Well, that wasn't 2001. That couldn't No, live, uh, Left Behind was... Left Behind. That's yeah. right. The Slipknot one. That's right. There's a lot of good ones. You know, we're going to have to go back to my zone days, too. With, like... Uh, what is that? Butterfly, sugar, baby. That's on the list. <laughs> that garbage garbage crazy town. Computers dicking around. With a shifty shell shock. <laughs> that guy's a crackhead now. Lady Marmalade. Ooh, was that 2000? Oh, that was the Mou- Moulin Rouge. Yeah. yeah. That whole soundtrack was 2001. Hey, maybe uh, terrorists will try to kill my ex-wife again. That would be pretty awesome if we could revisit <laughs> that. I mean, I don't get any benefits from it anymore, but, you know. 
The job needs to be completed, boys. That was close. Yeah, I don't know. What else you got? Anything? Oh, yeah. Computer was a mess. You froze up. Here we go. Because uh, I've yeah, the Daft Punk thing. I remember my friend Kevin had stickers all over and kind of introduced me to their logo. And I'm like, what is that? And then played one more time, a few times, and yeah, I've, I've Daft Punk was. God, that feels like ten years. That's been twenty-two years. What's going on? Hello. You got nothing. There it is. Remember this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like trying to discover if I liked this stuff. Or not. To everybody that we living it up, we say. Stevie Wonder in the back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Come on, baby. Uh, it's a typical everyday one night thing. It's a physical. I'm a love you tonight, gang. Calling your name, go jump on the range and Yeah. Just Puffy and uh, Ja Rule. Oh, it's Ja Rule, but was Puffy the producer of this? Uh, I'm not sure. Because if you ain't no thugs and ladies, go to now he's a Burger King guy. I know. That's solid. All right, I like that one. Nice. That's a good one. There's one. Back when to the, 2001. Broad was a complete lunatic. Right. Oh, oh, come on. Was Slade? 2001? Yeah. She was carrying a snake in the video. This was back when she kind of left like, you're not a little schoolgirl. Right. You want us to bone you. The best part of that, that is I saw her in Vegas, and the concert sounds just like this. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly, and she's dancing all over the place. I'm like exerting a ton of energy, and the song ends, and all you hear is... <laughs> Thanks, Vegas. Really want to say thanks for coming out. All right, here's some more of my songs. None of the breathing, none of the breath. It's just all just lip syncing the whole show. Are you ready, Vegas? And also does a spin and shake her hands. Sing along. She must have a button or something that turns her mic on and off. It'd be great if it came in like a pilot in the cockpit of a plane. <laughs> they should just have her breathing in the background the whole time like Darth Vader. She moves all over the place. There's no way she could sing and do what she's doing. Slave's a cool song, too. Yeah. You can put up charts in the background. She's, she's in her orange theory, you know. She's that level. Running in the orange. I was dying. First song she came out, just broke her neck on this thing. It might have been Slave to open, too. Spinning, flipping around, jumping up and down. Songs is perfect. God damn, she sounds great. How y'all doing, Vegas? Scratch the beach, pocket you. I'm sorry about this. They can go my fell out of my shorts. I'll be right back. <laughs> it was a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> so perfect. I'm breathing heavy. The gay guys losing their minds in the crowd, and then like five songs in, you can tell who's straight because they've all sat down. All right, that's enough of this. Were you ever going to see her cans? Or then we have the reggae stuff coming up. Too. What's this one? Yo, reggae. Open up, man. 
It wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't me. It was 2001. Yes, yeah. I don't know how I let this happen. But who? The girl next door, you know? God, I don't remember this being that long ago either. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like I'm at a Joe Coy concert. <laughs> does all those songs at the end. That's a cool one, too. Yeah, we'll get into the rock stuff, too. What about country? What was 2001 uh, country stuff? Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah. How dumb were we in 2001? Our IQs dropped probably 10 more as country fans. Because they had the. We'll even do like the zone, like the alternative pop stuff. That we used to play at the zone. I know. Oh, that's not too Crazy cool. Town Lifehouse. Uh, Poe. Well, now Poe was probably a little earlier than that. Yeah, no. 2001. I don't, I don't even know what the songs would be. Bad stuff. Uh, 2001. Oh. You had to have some Sugar Ray in there. Oh, yeah. During that time. Uh, that was like late 90s. I wonder if, the, I don't think they had anything. Uh, theirs was, uh, yeah, Lincoln Park popped. Yeah. Uh, Nickelback, Nickelback has, yeah, yeah, they're huge. all over that. Coldplay's Yellow came out. That's right. That was 2001. Summer 2000. Gorillas by Clint Eastwood was 2001. Get out of here. But Chop Suey. I mean, we got some great ones coming your way from, from but uh, Crazy Town. Moby and Gwen Stefani did that Southside song that made my chest rattle when I saw it at uh, Web Theater and I had to leave because the bass was so big I couldn't feel loudest show I've ever been to. Yeah, Rage had Renegades of Funk in 2000. Well, this is a good year for music. Yeah, country really sucked then. Yeah, well, country, it still does. Country always but, sucks. You know. but I didn't realize how good 2000 was. 2001 was. Top albums of 2001. Somehow the Beatles were still number one in 2001. That's a fact. They put out that one. Is that when they released that, their that anthology. one new song yep, or yep. something? Uh, kind of, yeah. They had a thing. That but it was, bird thing? That was when they sold everything to... Uh, and got it all back, and then they released everything. Janet Jackson, Creed, on that Alicia Keys, Shaggy. <laughs> Those are the top albums of the year. Dave Matthews been on. Oh, Dave Matthews, we were all over that. Uh, yeah, no. Michael Jackson and Invincible System of a Down was the number one rock album that year. If you don't count Creed or Stained, I guess. I, I don't. I don't. Another family song by Luda, "Move, Bitch." <laughs> oh, is that two thousand one? According to my. Garth Brooks' Scarecrow album was out. Tool Lateralis came out in 01. Blink, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Incubus Drive. Man, oh man, this is a good year for music. Really good. Everything I'm looking at. Beautiful Day, U2, that was the song of the year. Uh, the, for oh, Grammys. Jamiroquai was 01. Yeah. Give me some of that. I haven't heard that in forever. <laughs> this dude. Now, this just reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite now. Everything and he were we watching the video of him the other day of him performing live or was yeah. it yeah yeah I uh, he's crazy good but he's he's a lunatic oh, he dances around like Corey Feldman Jamiroquai yeah but this guy's got he's talent. got actual talent he's a producer <laughs> he puts cool stuff to it I remember sitting in a meeting at the Zone in 2001 with program Vegas oh Jamiroquai was our future. Like we were good. Well, we actually went back to a little bit of a hard rock thing. So right before the switcheroo, that was 2000. Because I got fired. I was doing mornings in 2000. Came back to the afternoons when they realized their mistake. And uh, yeah, the Jamiroquai was like, this is it. This is who we're going with. Like, I don't think people want to 
this is like stuff you, you never know because that, he, that he's a white guy either. I mean, that guy. Oh, when you saw the video, yeah, you're like, like, whoa, no, I'm not. That's not him. This isn't authentic. It's a, but then you see all the cocaine going on. Oh yeah. Okay, I can say the appropriation. Apparently, what a thing, man. What a thing for the city. I'm just going off a top list on on the spot, but uh, apparently this one too. Remember this one? Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the chicks. Oh yeah, <laughs> love this. Mama's, mama's. This was a one. That's what it says. I don't. Baby, mama's. mama's. Stankonia came out in 2000, so this may have hit. Yeah, hit another one. one. Oh my god. Go like this. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. And they just stopped liking each other, right? I think so, yeah. Says my way, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, we had a, oh yeah, that one I forgot about that. <laughs> the Space Between by Dave Matthews, Hanging by a Moment, Lifehouse. Wasn't me, Shaggy got that one. There's a ton of them. This was a, this is, if you put this list together that I'm looking at, O-Town, All or Nothing. Remember O-Town? Yeah, that was yeah. that boy band that got fingered yeah. by that fat guy like crazy on TV. I watched the O-Town building a band, making a boy band thing. O-Town. <laughs> they said it was because they were from Orlando, but it was because that dude was jerking off to him like crazy. He was going to O-Town on those little boys every day. And the Diamondbacks in the World Series, and no one is, uh sure what the hell just happened crazy just flat crazy and it's hard to believe that that kind of time has passed but uh yeah it's nothing somebody just emailed me that joe tory passed away if that happened today manager of the yankees in 2001 that can't be real i just looked i don't see anything i got two people oh, wow stained it's been a while that was, was that on? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, that song was huge. Yeah, that's two thousand. Man, it's pretty amazing. And then, of course, last night the Suns started their season too, so it's a good time to be in the desert. The Coyotes are also, by the way, over there at the Mullet Center, going remember us, and everybody's like, not really. They went over and did some uh, stuff, and they're actually playing good hockey. And that that you know, a lot of people are saying this team might sneak into the playoffs. It's so banged in it's the a, West. It's a great year to do it. To surprise folks, Keep the flow. boy, I tell you what, if the Coyotes end up doing something special, we're, we're, we better just recognize that this is a blessed year <laughs> for sports. Amazing. So it's probably not dead as of right now, but he may be on his deathbed. I don't know. I got a couple emails immediately. My buddy Ben just texted me, too, and said Joe Torrey, and then another guy said Joe Torrey just died. I've got nothing on that. That's not confirmed. Crazy, man. Anyway. Well, let's do another 2001, Brett. What do you got over there that you want for uh, that wake-up song? Offer a wake-up song? Sure. Um, Angel's Son was 2001? That can't be right. Really? Somebody just sent that over. That can't be right. Brett's probably going with uh, Everywhere by Michelle Branch. Yep. <laughs> 2001 was Angel's Son, too. What a great song. Well, we're going to load up today. How about, uh, we were talking about it earlier, how about uh, Rise from the Cult? Oh, there you go. That's well, kind of a one. Kind of one that we don't know that well, but yeah. that's a great song. That's the cult missed for 10 years, came back with this thing. Yeah. And just, you're like, all right, the cult found something again and then went away again. Yeah. They've always put out good records. It's just never, like, a few of them are a little bit dopey. This song is great. Oh, that was 2001. I would have guessed that was like 94. No. 
Beyond Good and Evil, it was like their return oh, album, yeah. their, their big comeback. This guy says, hey, Holmberg, double down. Oh. Throw your Jeep in on if the Diamondbacks win it all. If you lose, you get to keep your Cubs stuff, too, if they lose. Yeah. <laughs> keep my Cubs stuff and my Jeep. Well, if they win, I lose a Jeep, and i got to be a Diamondbacks fan. I, I'll be a typical sad fan. Yeah, you want this to be an upbeat experience. Man. Yeah, Brady sent a thing of the Phillies fans before uh, after game two. And they're like, news guy on the road going, hey, uh, what do you think of them Phillies and Diamondbacks? Ah, f- the Diamondbacks, f- you, choke on it. And they're like, Jesus. A lot of butt play. Yeah, a lot of them were like, we're going to. This is the city, city of brotherly love. We're going <laughs> to BF your A and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, geez, guys, calm down. Boy, eat your Oh, uh, okay. I'm just going to play some baseball. I don't know what you have in mind. I'm already getting the memes of uh, the Philly Stadium that now has Spirit Halloween stuff all over, saying that's now open for Halloween. Closed it up for baseball. Don't need it anymore. You broke the bell. You gave Tom Hanks AIDS. That's all you're known for. Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm was 01. Yeah, let's do a little cult. This is a great song. It's called Rise, and it, it actually fits. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. The emails of this, uh, this is out of control. How many of you are somewhat celebrating my goofiness? Tell you what I'm going to do, though. (laughs) I don't know if Toledo's got that one, too. Richard! I don't know if he's got... uh, Hi, Richard. Do you have the clip of me making my second proclamation? Yeah. Now, not only did I... I'm going to get out of this for a second. Hold on. We're not Brady reporting. We're going to do this first. My first proclamation, of course, for those of you just joining, I have to be a Diamondbacks fan. We've talked about this for a while. It goes back on May 18th. May 17th, Zach Gallen killed another bird. Randy Johnson killed the bird back in 2001. Made the claim that it was a magic season. Killing birds, the sacrifice, the sacrificial bird was the thing. I wonder if Channel 10 is going to want to talk about that. Because they just said they want to come They will now. Teams. Well, yeah. they're going to have to, right? Because like, Troy Hayden is like, We're, you're switching. I'm not switching because one team's good and one team's not. I'm switching because the magic bird kills. Uh, we've discovered that this is a thing. Superstition. Yeah, it's not even a superstition. It's a sacrifice. It's a tribal ritual. Superstition is just pulled out of the air. These guys are actually, you know, sacrificing animals for the uh, greater good of the World Series. And they're doing it unintentionally. Where a bird just happens. Or birds are doing it. Birds are announcing it's the Diamondbacks year. They're letting gamblers know. Maybe it's a gambling birds. Were they birds or drones? Are birds real is the bigger question. A lot of people don't think they are. So, <laughs> Channel 10's like, we want to come by and film all your stuff. I'm like, all right. And the big transition into Diamondbacks here. I'm like, it's crazy, but okay. Uh, so, they're going to do that. Come on. I'm never going to do this with the Steelers. I'm never... I can't tolerate the Cardinals. Like, they make my stomach feel like I just ate motor oil. I'm not, yuck. I can't imagine the Steelers ever being as horrifically mean to me as the Cubs have been over the years. The guy just emailed me because I can't even imagine leaving the Cubbies for the Diamondbacks because they were in this this year. One more win this year. The Diamondbacks are watching the Cubs from home. That's how close. And the Cubs couldn't pull that off. And they're, they're they're a constant disappointment. They are a... Never ending. See you next year. You'll be back. 
they tested my loyalty one time too many. And then the Diamondbacks went off and said, we're sacrificing animals. And I'm like, that's insane. And they killed another bird. I made that crazy proclamation back in May saying, I'll switch my allegiances. I'll be a, a fan of the Diamondbacks from here forward if they make it to the World Series. Well, here we are. People emailing like crazy about it saying, uh, you know, good job. It's, this guy says, screw everyone who's giving you a hall pass, Holmberg. I hated, you hear tr- uh, I hated hearing you trash Arizona teams. And to see you having to sell your Cubs junk and become a D-backs fan is the best thing that's ever happened. Go Snakes, and welcome to our club, Tanner Van Hoffwagen. I like his name. Now, wait till you hear the next one. Uh, it says, it's hard to believe, John, we're favored to lose every single playoff game we were in, and now we're headed to the World Series. Do we sacrifice another bird, or we do this every season? Now, you can't do this. This has to be a natural occurrence. It has to be... The nature of the bird kill has to be kind of up to the bird, really. If you, yeah, no know. one's re- no one release a bird. No, don't try to throw in birds at pitches. Like if you've got a, don't harm. No birds should be per- purposefully harmed uh, in this endeavor. Oh, which one is it right here? All right, listen to this. So I made this claim. <laughs> I'm sure I threw a date on it. I threw another mad dog out a couple. Here we of go. Days. Here we go. Listen to this. Maybe Gracie will come up there and Too sing with you for this. Oh, that's not a bad one though. Grace will come up and sing with me and strip off his Cubs jersey and reveal a Diamondbacks tattoo. <laughs> How about that? If they win the World Series, here I go again. If they win the World Series, I'll get a Diamondbacks tattoo. Watch your mouth. Right here on my Shut chest. your mouth. Yeah, don't, don't do it. 7-29. It is 10-10-23. If they win the World Series, not only will I have become a fan because they were in it, if they win it, D-backs logo right here on my chest. I have no tattoos on my body. Do it. Just said it. Put a flag in it, bitches. <laughs> what was I thinking there? But I here's, tried. Here's, I know you tried, Brett. Didn't you fine-tune it a little bit, too? Fine-tuned it a little bit. Fine-tuning it again. 737. 1025-23. Oh, no, not again. Put a flag in it, bitches. Here no. we go. <laughs> You're so screwed. Give credit to uh, David Morgan for this one. He says, John, you always say you're here for the jokes. You want you want to be here for the comedy. So here's a fantastic idea for your tattoo pledge. <laughs> the guy who suggested you put Brady's Drew Haybatter on your chest was right on track. That was the tattoo we'd agreed on yesterday, modifying the Diamondbacks logo into Brady as the mascot when he was when this team first started. But, John, that doesn't go far enough. We need to combine this with another of your great loves. And, of course, I'm talking about Barry Wood. Oh, baby. D-backs Drew Haybatter Barry Wood combo tattoo would be unique in the talk of the town anywhere you displayed your chest. Do it, David. 1038 and 21 seconds on October 25th, 2023. If the Diamondbacks win the World Series... I will get a tattoo of Brady as Barry Wood on my chest. Right here live on the program. Oh, Drew Wood. Drew Wood better. <laughs> Brady with a big gigantic schlong. Right on my chest wearing his Diamondbacks that says, hey fan, underneath it. That's perfect. Right here on my left lapel. All right. You mark that time, Brett Bethley. Oh, yeah. That is the way we do things, right? People ask you, why is he talking like this? Well, because you have to be a crazy New Yorker to do these kind of stupid things. 
You could have the hay fan on the dong. Oh, or just have it covering hay it. Hay fan. It covers up the dong, so I'm allowed it like by school. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't troll schools with my shirt off too often anymore. But if you do. But if I choose to. You never know when I'm an old man. <laughs> That's going to be the fun of it. 740. Now, I've never wanted to get old. Like 60 seems reasonable to me. 740. <laughs> I will troll schools with a naked black man tattooed to my chest. Write it down. Put it in the put it in the annals of our show, Brett Fesley. Uh, <laughs> how do I ha- how do I know that he would never not use your last name? <laughs> That's right, Brett Fesley. It's a sing-songy name. That's why I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm an old, like I don't want to be old, so it'll be my curse that I green mile. I'll be like 108, and they'll that'll be the way that they have to find me. <laughs> He's missing, like the silver alert. Said. He's got a no. That's him. Tattoo of that's him for sure. Is there a tattoo of a naked black guy on his chest? There is, and he's got a huge. What says hay? I think it says hay pans. It's all faded. Mark it down right here, Brady. You heard me. Ten twenty-five twenty-three. That's the date. The tattoo of Brady Bogan Wood. Let's do it. Drew Hay Wood better. Do what better? Hey, hey, fan. <laughs> right here on my chest. A tattoo. If, if, Brady, if the Diamondbacks win the World Series against the Texas Rangers, which I don't see happening, but as a fan now, I'm rooting for it. <laughs> you got it marked. Toledo, isolate that audio. Oh, no. Not just that so good. I think it might actually. I might start wearing a lot of open shirts. To have. What is on your chest? What is your tattoo? Oh, it's Little Angel. Who hey, is that? It's a guy I work with, and his humongous schlong. Barry Wood on my chest. Although this song came out in '83, this is this is going to be your theme song. Right. It's a mistake. Yes. My minute work. Yep. Off cargo. <laughs> That's this is cool. going to be your new theme song. Yeah. Uh, that's a good song. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Men at Work. We were going to do a Men at Work thing. Because, uh... What about Dyke? The, not Colin Hay, but the other guy's dead. The guy who... Uh, oh, the sax player, player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Greg Ham. Greg Ham. Sometimes helpers to get away. All right. Sorry. It's a mistake. It is not a mistake. It is a mistake. It is not a mistake. It is a... Ratings bonanza. <laughs> that it is, but... Yes, sir. It is a ratings bonanza. Take that, ChatGPT morning show. <laughs> Nobody's over there tattooing your humongous <laughs> on the other show. You got a D-backs thing on one of those giant fake cans over there, and all of a sudden, they're <laughs> number one. That's the key to their radio program. Great big boobs. Long butts. <laughs> yes, and big asses. That's what people want from radio. A big ass and some huge cans. <laughs> Ask all the stations in town. Beth, there's many of them. Gargantuan cans and a big butt. That's what most front butts have in radio. They just try to make you feel like they're sexy. Not me. I let you know I am not. And then I tattoo my Accent. mortal coil with ridiculous nonsense. You bedazzle. I don't necessarily think I want to get Brady, though. 
Maybe just Barry Wood himself. That, that's in the audio, though, man. That's true. Got a decent, you know, that painting. Is, yeah, I got a painting. We do have, like, yeah, J. Todd Himes had a painting of Brady as Barry Wood. We could just. And you look at it from a distance. It, it, you oh, yeah, I can know. see the similarities. Yeah, I mean, from know. a distance, you'd be, yeah, from a, from a great, like, the Hubble telescope distance. Yeah, from, like, the space station. There's a, you could maybe mix them up. That's it. Barry Wood will be on my chest. All right. Drone done. We're going to do our Brady report in a second. Third practice. Steve's a diamond. Oh, no. They still have. No, that's, no, that's it. <laughs> I'm done, Brett. Okay. <laughs> they win the World Series. They're already in it, so there you go. And, uh, folks, we're just doing little previews of the Cubs gear that is going out the door. Yeah, they're posted right now. And then uh, they're just up there, and you kind of give a look at a couple of the items that we have in the office. And i got to go home and itemize my Cubs things that are going up on the auction block. And again, somebody emailed and said, Done, just like a like if your wife passed away, you wouldn't throw all her stuff away. But I also can't keep it on the walls. Like there is that weird thing when you're a because I've you know, we've talked to people who have lost a spouse and the new guy comes in. It, it was a what would Brady do? It was like I can't go through the house anymore and see all these pictures of that guy. I understand having a couple, but like I it's a put constant rem- yeah, put them in a box, put them in put them as the past. And let's move forward. I understand he's going to be present, and I want him to be. You eventually have to do But you eventually have to box it up. And I will keep some of it in a box as memories. i got a lot of little kid stuff that I'm going to hang on to. You know. And I'm just curious what's going to happen to all my stuff. It'll go to a good Cub home. Those long-suffering fans. And towards a good cause. And towards a good cause, because uh, when we do finally do the auction, we'll do it. We'll try to do it tomorrow or Friday. We'll get everything together. i got a lot of work to do. And then Lost Our Home Pet Rescue is going to have a great week, because we're going to do the Night of the Singing Dead Friday and Saturday, and the proceeds from that are going over to help them out. When you buy beers, that money's going to go right on over to Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. So at the end of the day, everything is just for the long-haired, short-haired, no-haired, uh, help-them-get-hair pups and cats and fuzzy animals that Lost Our Home Pet Rescue does. And it actually helps a lot of people who are in trouble, too, so <laughs> health-wise and things like that. Jason wants to know, why not just get a tattoo of Beth with her big D on your chest? <laughs> I'm a big Diamondback supporter. Here's my big D. It's Beth. Again, when I'm being looked for in the Silver Alert, a man in his 80s has left the house. We're looking for him. He's driving a 2034 Jeep Wrangler. It's the last we saw. He's a had his top off, his shirt is off, and that identifying mark would be a tattoo of a big black guy in his dick. So if you see that guy, stop laughing and call the authorities. I can't find my house! Is that Barry Wood? Yes! I'm old and weird. And that weird old Diamondback fan stands up there and gives money to people in books. No, that's the other one. Mark my words, Brady! 7.46 and 18 seconds on 10.25.23. If the Diamondbacks win the World Series, I will send $10,000 in a book to the flag lady in exchange for anal. She has to make the same promise, though. That's how that works. I'm just waiting for Mad Dog to, to pull out of this one. <laughs> Michael says, well, I guess it's reverse cowgirl for Megan from now on. Yeah, <laughs> or not. That might be interesting. At least there's something to look at now visually for uh, the, you got what, a picture of Brady saying, hey, fan. <laughs> I guess that's true. I was thinking of Barry Wood. Yeah, Brady's staring back at you. 
I might just roll over and lay on my tummy for that. <laughs> just peg me. I don't want... <laughs> Put we'll a shirt on. Get the Brady Report out of the way next. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There you go. It's disturbed right there. Voices. Everything we're doing from 2001 this morning. In celebration of our little city's party, the unexpected drunken Tuesday we just had. That's right. I'm in. Can we come up with any more weird proclamations here in the next? Oh, no. I'll do it. Jeff says, great job sticking to your word, Chancellor. Screw all those bitches telling you to renege. A real man makes a bet and sticks to it. And it's good for the pet rescue, too. When will the news show all your things I want to watch? Well, I don't, that's making me creeped out a little bit. I'm going <laughs> to... Maybe do that in the garage. All my cubby stuff will be, uh, I guess, yeah, Troy's coming to my house later today. He's like, we just want to film you making the transition. Like, I never thought I'd hear those words. I'm more likely to transition to be a woman than eliminate my cubdom. It's weird. But I welcome it. In an odd way. You're going to do this with me too, Brett. Those socks. Oh. No, are no. The Nashville white socks. Well, then I will, yeah. You're going to do it. If they do, How if they move, I'm out. would you be? I guess it's just bent. Just infuriating, oh, yeah. right? Follow us over here, fans. Although, I will tell you this. Nashville is an awesome town. So seeing a Sox game in Nashville with a... Uh, doesn't matter. They they left. They'll win. That, well, that's like They'll that's win. like the Browns yeah. being the Ravens. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, it's done. you got to be done with it. I'm with you. Anyway, here we are trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Uh... And it's time for a Brady Report to remind you that the world still goes on around us in the weirdest ways ever. Uh, and it's brought to you by Hooters. You're halfway through your work week because it's Wednesday, so you can celebrate happy hour at Hooters. Half off select appetizers every Monday through Friday, and especially on Wednesday because it's Wednesday, 3 to 6 o'clock. Get over to Hooters and start screaming at them. You can watch all the games at Hooters as well. And also, you can watch the girls bring you the wings. Beautiful thing. Thank you, Hooters. Brady Report it. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. I'll say it again. Happy International Artist Day. Artiste. Has to stem from, uh, it's Pablo Picasso. Would have been his birthday. Oh. Today. So it's all on, it's, it's National Pablo Picasso Day of Art. Beautiful thing. So only painting artists, not like singing or acting artists. No, everyone. Nah, then that's all of us. That's silly. If it's classified as an artist, sandwich artist. <laughs> yeah, I was going to wonder if the subway people are getting the day off. <laughs> couple of baseless fun facts. The opposite of déjà vu. Vous chardez? Chardez? Jamais vu. Jamais vu. It's the experience of feeling unfamiliar with something that is actually very familiar to you. Like that word. Very familiar? Yeah. Hmm. So you should feel like you've been there and it all feels brand new. Yeah. Feels like there's when you say things like it feels like I've never been. What is it? Je vu? Jamais vu. Jamais vu. Déjà vu and jamais vu. Why don't we just have English words for it? The village people didn't come up with the YMCA arm movements. The audience started doing it when they performed on the American Bandstand in 1979. So they decided to incorporate it into their act. Yeah. 
organic. Much like their lifestyles. Just, Dick Clark started doing it first. Yeah. Dick Clark helped them become humongous. Dick Clark doing the YMCA is a pretty good visual there. Not the late years, Dick Clark. Only one arm worked. A little corporate fun fact. Crayola has been owned by Hallmark since 1984. Huh. Well, it was just Crayola was their own company before. Yeah. Hallmark's done great work with them. No one noticed even the transition, and they just got bigger. Changed the name of some of the colors. Yeah. Indigenous people red. <laughs> they can't say Indian red anymore. It's always going to be Indian red. <laughs> it will. I tell <laughs> try, you try what. changing my crayons in a small town. <laughs> a study looked at the 100 largest American cities and ranked them on trick-or-treater friendliness. Okay. Considered uh, seven factors, including population density, walk score, crime rate. Philadelphia was number one. Perception of safety and vehicle accidents involving pedestrians. A little dark. Here's your whiz. Here's get off my porch. Take some to hose you down with the water. New York City, number one. You, everywhere you go is trick-or-treating. An entire apartment building. One night, you don't have to go outside. Jersey City, New Jersey is second. Followed by Boston. Then wow. Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah, because you guys are weirdos about it. Hialeah, Florida, number five. Gilbert is fourth to New York City, Jersey City, and Boston. Yeah. And then Gilbert shows then up. Gilbert, this Arizona. is how a problem you guys have. Now, Way too, well, because there's a billion kids and everybody has to be nice to each other. And the houses are, you know, community based, so they're pretty much you like You can a, walk a lot of the neighborhoods you get a, other than they're well, bringing them in as far as the car accidents. Right, you don't have a lot of, but I mean, the neighborhoods are bedroom community neighborhoods. There's yeah. a billion houses in a square box. You you can hit a lot of houses in Gilbert. The worst cities for trick or treating: Birmingham, Alabama, L.A., Memphis is second, followed by St. Louis, Baton Rouge, and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, it's just tough to live there, and everybody's always in costume there. You're getting you got almond joys there. I was there in April once, and I thought it was Halloween. I had to walk to a CVS and never seen like they picked the right town for Breaking Bad because, you know, 12 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon going to CVS to the CVS had a lock on the door. You had to knock. <laughs> I thought they were closed. It said, please knock. They weren't letting anybody in. It was like a, they might as well have a velvet rope. There were so many ghouls outside. That city's horrible. Zillow uh, polled a bunch of people and asked them if you were looking at a house and you knew it was haunted, but it checked all of their boxes off and looking for their dream home. Would you buy it? Come on. 70% of the prospective buyers said they would buy the haunted house if it checked off. Everybody's an adult. What are you, four looking at houses? My house is haunted. Oh, is he there? Yeah. Let me go throw uh, him my key. Thank you. The car detailer's here. Another poll asked people if they look better in person than in photos. They didn't ask me. 49% of Americans say they look better in person than in photos. I don't look good either way. 13% say the, the, the opposite. They look better in photos. If I filter my photos. Depends on how many broads filter their stuff. Yeah, I was going to say it. Depends on who's taking it. 23% say there's no difference. Yeah. Uh, equally awful. For me. You see me in person, you're not disappointed because my pictures let you know I'm not that great to start with. 
leaves you the last 15% that just aren't sure. What about you? I would say there's a difference in photos sometimes. In, sure. In, I'm asking you, what about you? I'm much better in person. You think so? Why? What's with the face? Because, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I am. You, do you think you photograph well? Do you think you're... Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Do you look at photos and go, wow, I look great? No. No. But you do look... I'm good. like, what happened to this area right here? At the, <laughs> the midsection area? Yeah, I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I know, but then why are you asking? But in person, fun. you don't think people see that? Um, not as it, much as the photo. Do you think you're yeah. well represented in photos as you are, as uh, a representation of who you sometimes. are? Sometimes. Yeah. Not every time. I think it's pretty accurate for me. Uh, you know who's actually photogenic is Toledo. I think you probably look better in photos than in real life. Probably. I don't know why that is, but like some people are just like, wow, he takes good pictures. Like it's, you don't even have to try real hard. It's like an accidental, like, that guy looks good on film. Brett, too. Brett has a little of that. I think his pictures are better than his real life. <laughs> Take that hat off and just starts showing that. I think you and I are in the same boat here. Neither are impressive. <laughs> Nobody ever looks at you and goes, wow, your pictures don't tell the tale. They look at me and they're like, eh, it's about right. It's an honest assessment. It's an honest, wow, those, that, well, it, a picture speaks a thousand pounds. There's an ongoing debate about yellow pillows on social media. I saw some of this. Some people consider yellow pillows gross and some people find them endearing. It's human oil, Yeah, right? it's disgusting yeah. human secretions. It's oil. Um, even if you take a shower and go to bed and your hair is wet, that can cause it as well. Because yeah, your oil oxidizes. Some people look at it as like a seasoned iron, cast iron skillet. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Get rid of it. That is gross. Throw it out. It all started because a girlfriend said something to her. Boyfriend, Get rid like, of yellow, yellow pillow oil. Away. By the way, I just got an email. I said, John, leave Brady alone. Uh, he does look a lot better in person. That's for sure. Signed, every hometown buffet ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy says, I think Toledo looks better in pictures than in person. Signed, his dad. <laughs> He'd much rather see pictures of you. you mentioned it. <laughs> He's pricks all over you with that. Hilarious. A welding company in Colorado called JMF Enterprises. Recently got sued by another company called Fired Up Fabrication. They claimed JMF didn't pay them for a job. They eventually settled for 23500 But now they're back in court because JMF tried to pay by sending them over six tons of loose change. Oh. Flatbed truck pulled up at the lawyer's office. The box of quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. The lawyer described it as a big F.U., yeah. Well, you're allowed to do that. Payment is payment. The, their settlement agreement didn't specify how they had to pay. Right. So they thought the lawyer would accept it, but she refused. Instead, she filed another lawsuit, and now they might have to pay more if the judge rules in her favor. Because uh, JMF turned around and said, we're claiming we're not doing anything malicious or trying to waste anyone's time. Fine. Here's some money. paying you in the coin. But if the judge disagrees with that, which there's a chance, another seven grand added on. But does it say somewhere in there, it's like you don't waste our time with payment, a prompt payment? So we gave it to you. In currency that the United States accepts, you have to have it. I hope it. we get a follow-up on this. 
See that truck where all those dimes were stolen? That a Brinks truck full of dimes. Somebody got with uh, like two million he dimes. Like a forklift or something to get that? Yeah, I don't know how it was two million divided by ten. I guess I don't know what the, I don't know how to do the math on that. It's two a million, lot. Two million dimes. You get a lot of dough. Twenty k. I think it's more than that. Two million dimes take off two decimal points. That's not twenty, is it? I don't know how it works. I'm not good at this. <laughs> it's a gazillion. It's a gazillion dimes. It's like twenty million worth of dimes. I don't know, but it's a lot. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You might be right. Colby Parker called the cops Monday night because he thought his child was kidnapped. He said he uh, <laughs> left him in, left him in the car when he ran into the grocery store, and when he got back, he was gone. Cops immediately started searching. They brought in the canine teams and coordinated other police departments in the area. They also started looking through the store security footage. That's when they realized that Colby couldn't find them. Uh, he couldn't find them in the car because he he forgot the kids at home. Oh, he didn't bring him. He went. Uh, Colby went to his house an hour after he reported the child missing, and then found the kids were all alone. And they're fine. The cops went in there. They found on the surveillance video. He went to the store twice. First time with the kid. Oh, and then he forgot. He went back. Oh. He he'd been drinking. Yes. <laughs> Goes to that thing. His kid was fine. <laughs> they He's called okay, a family they just member to pick up the kid. Colby was arrested for drunk driving, child endangerment, and uh, oh, breach of peace. Called the cops on himself trying to protect his kid, and he's in jail. Kids, they do nothing but get you in trouble. Can't even have a couple of pops and roll over to the store to grab some, you know, waffles or something. And did I bring a kid or not? God damn it. That's Toledo's dad never had that problem. He literally threw them under the bus at one point. In uh, New York. Not me, Jeremy. Not you, the other one. Jeremy. Yeah. You're not brother, brother. <laughs> was crushed by a bus. In New York City, uh, some plastic surgeons got together and they started a little fundraising for Israel. It's called Beauty for Israel. And right now, if you get a boob job, some uh, Botox, rhinoplasty, um, proceeds of these procedures go to help the uh, war in Israel. Oh, that's nice. Help the war in Israel? That's you nice. didn't really yeah. say which side. Keep yeah. buying missiles. For Israel. Gabby Shacknell and Zoe Weiner started the Beauty for Israel campaign, and so they're going to yeah, send they, them a. Ch- they're going to send a random. They've already raised a hundred thousand dollars. What? Are you kidding me? Beauty for Israel. So you get your face frozen up a little bit for boob both. Job. Botox is expensive, and boob jobs are ten grand a pop at least. And they're throwing some good deals out there. That's pretty impressive. Tommy Tuck. So for every woman they beautify, they try to kill a Hamas citizen. All right. I'm all in on this. I'll go get Botoxed up for that. Maybe not be smiling in your... No, hey, smile. Hey, Hamas, Israel war. Happy Jews. Boobs. They're happy Jews. <laughs> they're putting giant and ladies and they're killing Hamas. That's everybody's dream, really. If your wife came home with a set of torpedoes in her shirt. Guess what I did today? Uh, got new boobs? Oh, yeah, besides that, I killed some Hamas. How about that? Brady goes and kills Hamas every day. 
Feed a jungle. Red pepper hummus. Oh, that stuff, right? Do you really yeah. eat hummus? You eat Yeah, I like stuff? it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Jalapeno hummus. All right, calm down. <laughs> we don't need the list there, <laughs> Bubba Gump. Jalapeno. That's about it. Jalapeno hummus, cucumber Triple hummus. Triple pepper hummus. Triple pepper hummus, spicy. <laughs> Capilanos. I like that hummus. Why is everybody so mad at him? <laughs> Jews should love hummus, too. It's tasty. They do? No. Nope. i seen the news. <laughs> They've been pounding it. You saw a headline. News. I didn't look into it, but evidently the Jews hate hummus now. Two boys in Milwaukee, Exodus and Iggy Chaudhry, are in the Guinness World Record for the largest grilled cheese. <laughs> it measures... Uh, His name is Exodus? Exodus Chaudhry. That's a lot like he's a rash metal band. And his brother Iggy is 10. Exodus Chaudhry is either a guy in the Bible that gets killed fast or, uh, yeah, a thrash metal band. <laughs> We're Exodus Chaudhry. Enjoy the grilled cheese, two, three, four. They use more than 300 pounds of dough, 60 pounds of cheese. Where did they get all this? And then they sent it to Israel. No, this uh, welder friend, neighbor, made a, a giant things. griddle for him to cook it on. Well, I understand how it's cooked. Where do you get all that cheese? You're in Milwaukee. It's all oh, over the place. Oh, it's just laying on the yeah. ground. <laughs> People probably have 60 pounds in their house. God. You know what I mean? Like a proctologist or a colon oh, doctor man. in Milwaukee? No way. It would be the worst thing in the world. Just every chair. The roads and, are riddled in cheese curds. Yeah, but every chair in your lobby is like a little wider than the normal chair. Oh, everybody in there is. 100%. You got a lobby full of Brady's just we waiting to get have, I was there for a year and a half. Oh. We could if have you'd 20 stayed, you wouldn't, here. If Brady had stayed in Milwaukee, he wouldn't be here today. No way. You wouldn't have made it. Heart attack? Good, good beyond, day. yeah. Come so, on, he's built up a base. <laughs> Not a Milwaukee. Tolerance, a cheese tolerance. <laughs> you started your cheese tolerance, but you wouldn't have made it. You'd, you'd live till the age of Milwaukee citizens that were 38. You'd have made it all the way to 38. Like, <laughs> they oh, look 70. Right, oh, they look horrible. <laughs> that is an ugly town. Ugly town. Don't say it, Brady. There's plenty of beautiful. No, there's not. I've seen like. A friend of mine used to say oof. you could put a halter top on a pig and people would buy it beer at yeah. Springfest. <laughs> it's a fact. Or Summerfest. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Whatever fest they're throwing in Milwaukee, it is a lot of biggins. And that's the cheese that's doing it. The curds, they're beer, tasty. Big beer town. But calm down on the curds. You're going to kill yourself. They sell those the bags. The good one's got to squeak. Yeah, yeah. You ever read what you're eating? <laughs> the good yeah. one's got to squeak. Yeah, if yeah they, they squeak, squeak when you eat when them. You buy them. Yeah. Uh, seriously? Yeah, what? they do. And they're really good. I thought you never joking. had the cheese Yeah, that's what I thought. I reached no. in. Yeah, I reached in and had a cheese cream. I'm like, it's very good. And then I watched somebody just crush the whole bag. And I'm like, you do realize <laughs> that that bag of cheese curds. It's like six servings. 790 calories. And it was a, one of those little mini Smaller. things. That's No, this is serving to 100. I'm like, each, like, it's like less than an ounce is a serving. You don't know how to read this. No, the bag says 180. How many servings? You're there's talking like about the snack pack. Yeah, there's six pieces in there. <laughs> like, you just ate 1,000 calories. That's just a snack in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, you don't understand. I'll work it Pussy. off. What, shopping for more cheese? Cheese, they've uh, dialed in the frozen custard. When's the last time you took a <laughs> that was, like, not the most painful day of your life? <laughs> oh, oh, God! <laughs> I bet you every public restroom in Milwaukee. Oh, it sounds like a uh, like a... Civil War hospital room. 
They healthy it up on yeah. the Fridays. They fish fry Friday. Get deep fried fish. We're not going to put cheese on it, are we? Well, of course we're going to put cheese on it. Jesus would have it no other way. What kind of goddamn question is that? <laughs> we're in Milwaukee now, boy. What's wrong with you? Drink your cheese. <laughs> I have two quick radio videos. First one is to get you fired up for hockey. Okay. It's a... It's an old video. Uh, Ty Domi. Oh, Ty Domi, yeah, the Maple Leafs. This is great. Losing his mind to kill a guy in the crowd. I remember this. This is great stuff. This guy. Talking to him in the penalty box. Ty Domi. His son's a badass, too. This is it. He's had it. Squirts the dude down. Another dude gets up, starts swinging at him, and now it's on. Oh, he falls into the penalty Kyle box, and that's when and trouble starts. Over. That's what trouble starts. First thing he does. <laughs> he just clocks yeah, the guy. Like, All right, that's times. it. You know what's great, though? Because like the ref almost jumped in on that, too. That's not in Toronto. That's prob- That's in Philly because Duncan oh, is Philly. everywhere. Yeah. See, the, they love Duncan. Well, and his his got the Flyers jersey Well, yeah, on. but still, Philly and Boston are Duncan yeah. supporters. That what? dude thought, I played hockey. I could fight Ty Domi, and he did it. That's a dream come true for a lot of people. Like, last one's a, uh, I'm calling an audible on your last one. Oh, not going to do it. Go it's Brett. a Halloween costume. Nope, no, it's a Brady. Suggestion for the <laughs> Total oh, no. Brady. Now I have to know. Yeah, now we got to know. Now we have to know what good... terrible idea he had. Don't worry, I'll. He'll make it good. Mm-hmm. Brady's got. Halloween suggestion. Don't say it. Don't you say it. I know. I was Saturday. Just, that's you know why. Was good? I, I knew he was going to say it. Should have listened to Toledo. Come on. It's two girls Come in on. sheets. And instead of their eyes cut out, they cut out their boob holes and put eyes on their boobs. Which makes them what, Brady? Boobies. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you said it, I did. Because I know you were doing it in your head. <laughs> no, I don't want that walking up to my door. I want that coming in my house. Like laying down for a little while, resting. They look tired. All right, Brett, fix that. All right. Great, it was a I good got a couple audible out of that. Oh, hang on. Yeah. We have Pornhub now. That's not impressive anymore. Boobies, boobies. <laughs> They're covered, so it's SFW. Have Ronnie uh, do that. Uh, yeah, have your wife do it. Yeah, have her cut out some holes in a sheet. I'll ask her. And have her. You'll ask her. No, no, yeah. make her do it. No, Put your make foot there. Be a man. Be a man. Come on, tough guy. Because it's so funny. Yeah. Would you like that showing up your house? No, I'd like it showing up at your house. Might be time to put my foot down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know how that, that works we out for, for you. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's just to open the door for uh, Kirby to do something else. Yeah. In Lily Whiteberg. <laughs> do it. I might. Why don't you I do it? <laughs> you do. I suggested. I'm not suggesting. Why don't you take your? You can suggest it all day. She's just going to roll her eyes. Just buy the costume for it. I got this for you. Put it on. Come on. Even better, yeah. Make yeah. the costume. Make it for Good it. idea. Of course it is. Try this song. Right. That's what I said. And then okay. she goes and does it. She won't. Let's get her on the phone. Yeah, Ronnie, <laughs> will you show Brady your boobs? Finally, it's been a while. <laughs> what do they look like? Yeah. <laughs> It's embarrassing how often he talks about your boobs, and then we bring it up. And it's, oh, jeez. <laughs> Wife boobies. Sorry, Jesus. I was thinking about them again. Finally, we can get through the sheet. They were covered <laughs> up, though. I want to see her gross, dirty, randy, blech, areolis. Ooh, areolis? Areolis. Mm, like raviolis. Raviolis. <laughs> Brownie, we need ravioli for Halloween. 
Are you doing your fall festival this week? Where you're Tomorrow. Scooping, you're doing the chili scoop? Are you judging Wait again? a tick. It's tonight. <laughs> Where you stand in a park? No, I don't have to judge this year. You're going to eat it all? Maybe. Are you submitting? No. You're not making anything? No. No kidding. Handing out sauce? No. No? No sales? No sales. What kind of a Going marketing man are you? Get down there with your... You're not going to work on it. Start selling some wares, man. Just going to wander around with your neighbors? Uh, yeah. Ugh. That's what the fall festival's all about. You know, there is a pie-eating contest. So, or not pie-eating, well. but just a pie-judging contest. You are you judging? judging that? How are you going to judge I'm not judging this it. year, but I might sample a couple of pies. <laughs> you might? Just might. Come on. <laughs> I, I it's almost like I laugh, but it's almost like my Coke friends going just gonna snort a couple of lines. Like you're just watching the guy. I might just do a couple of bumps. Go to these events that are just pie eating contest. Is there a pie eating contest? No. No. If there was, would anyone enter if you did? <laughs> probably not. I don't think so. I got this. No, there would be. There'd be a couple guys. You They're will probably eat homemade pies by a lady in my neighborhood. Strangers in your neighborhood will make homemade pies, walk them to a park. Yep. And that appeals to you. Yep. <sighs> you trust way too much. So much fun, John. No, you trust gotta come out. I will you. never do that. Unless I lose a Rock Wars and end up having to go to your fall festival. There's a trick-or-treat booth. A booth? Yeah. What is that? You made it they, even lazier They have a little them? fishing line. You throw the fish line over and you... And somebody on the other They've side done that puts in the past. it on there. Yeah. What is it, 1860? They have the magnet fishing thing well, There's for some snickers. butter churning there, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Blacksmithing. Oh. Horse, you can shoe your horse while you're there. <laughs> like walking around rawhide. If I went there, there'd be a suicide booth. <laughs> for Halloween. Oh, sounds awful. Fall festival. Ugh. Yeah, because you can't say Halloween. You, you come dressed up as... The devil and death and murdered zombies, but... Boobies would be right out. <laughs> we can't have that. My son's eyes. He's dressed as a murderer. Oh. By the way, just this guy's here. Hello, X-World, for a minute on this Twitter world. <laughs> it took me a while to get a hat, so yours truly. Hi, Brady. How are you? Enjoy Fall Festival. Sounds kind of gay. Thanks, Juice. You're welcome to the <laughs> us. Yeah, it's a little bit homo F-word. If you ask me, I don't want to go to that crap. That sounds terrible. All those you white women up. walking around with blood in their hair, that just triggers me. <laughs> I just said <laughs> Halloween true. scared me to death. Hey, I wanted to talk to Holmberg a little bit about selling merchandise. If he wants to get that back, I know how to do it. So if you sell all your Cub stuff and then you need it back, just call me because I've... Uh, I got experience on the the do's and don'ts. <laughs> you get your things back and you end up locked up for 12 years. So I just want to let Holmberg know that when his cup stuff goes out the door, I will be there for him when we go to the hotel room to get all that back from that mother who took it. All right. I'm just saying. All right. So long. He always leaves Thanks, gloves. Juice. Yeah, he drops his gloves. Well, he's busy. <laughs> always leaving it, but for us. Uh, go ahead, Brett. What do you All got? All right. I'll uh, just go. Keep an eye on the overpass on this one. Oh, we got a car. A just flyer. We got a flyer. Up. Overpass is uh, to our left. We're stopping at a sign by a freeway. Oh, oh it's a semi-truck. Oh, it's like a scene from The Matrix. What happened? Fireball. Cue the pit bull. Fireball. It just shows up out of nowhere on the side of the overpass and bursts into flames before it hits the ground. Everybody's dead. That's a death. Wow. All right. Uh, here's uh, 
Here's how you get punished in Africa, apparently. Oh, no. We've seen this one. This Machete. Is- oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. I haven't seen that. They got a guy a weed tied to a house. He's got a pole tied to a house, and they're weed whacking him. Wow. That has to hurt so much. Oh. Oh, that's a weed. And they've got his hands tied behind his back. Oh, Jesus, right across the pole. Oh, oh, and it's a full line, too. How come my weed eater line breaks on grass? And this oh, guy, wow. never he never once had to tap the ground yeah. to get the thing to come out. Man, oh, man. Every time I weed eat, I get like eight feet. I'm out of line. I'm like, God damn it, tap, tap. Maybe he's got those ones, those, the plastic blades. I, I had those, too, and they just never they loaded or they sucked back in all the time. I wasn't doing something right. That's why I hired a guy. I think this was uh, at a bar on the west side. All right. This is a, oh my God, his arm's missing. His face has got Ooh. blood all over it. Uh, the video shows of just a still show. They're definitely not. <laughs> There's a child. There's a little quinceanera dancing. People just dancing and enjoying a party at a dump. The guy trudges through. Side side again. Looks a little pushy. A little air- aggressive on that walk through the party. Oh, that guy's boy. dressed like a boxer for no reason. This doesn't look good. We've got a guy in soccer shorts and soccer socks. Uh-oh. He's getting up. Cameras at the, the, the hip level. Oh! Ooh. Machete! He went and got a machete, and he's swinging wildly at another party goower. There's children. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, there goes the arm. His arm off. Oh, good Lord. Stop blocking the oh. machete like that. Block his arm. Oh, we practiced for this. A tactical block. You don't. Oh, there's oh. a butchered up hand on the ground. Oh, my God. Not, oh, not sure if we're going to be able to put that back. Oh. Wow. Yeah, don't block the blade. You go after the arm. People defend themselves against blades. It's the first thing you learn. And uh, we'll just oh. end with this one. Oh. Apparently, this is a guy falling out of a tree. All right. Oh, my God. That was harrowing. That was a, that's a big palm tree. It's about 25. Oh, there he is after. That's the after. Oh, there's blood just pouring out of his holes wow. where his leg is broken in half. Oh, and it, it just, don't put it together. Don't, don't do that. Oh, they're putting a thing in the... Oh, there's his bones. Jesus. I'm not paying him. He didn't finish what is the tree. Yeah, the tree. Yeah, you're not getting the... I'm not, you wanted cash, but you're not seeing that today. Call your brother Pablo, and there's a lot of fronds up there. Can your brother Chris finish the tree? Somewhere Chris Venezuela will be by later. We're going to come back in about 15 minutes. We have to tape him off. Somewhere that Louisville kid is going. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that guy was back up in that tree like two days later. Just see me fall oh, out of your tree. We won't charge you extra. That's why right there is what you just saw. Licensed and bonded workers only. If that happens at your house, they're not licensed and bonded. They can sue you for your house. So you just have a have a hole dug if you're hiring those guys that go door to door and go, we want to cut down your palm trees. Are you licensed and bonded? I meant to bondage is a thing. No, I have rope. Okay. I got a driver's license. I got a license. It's an Arizona ID. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> your name's Chris Valenzuela, too. It's a Malibu Grand Prix. <laughs> this one says... Wait a minute. This used to be every time you bought a Matchbox car, you got one of these. You just filled it out in pen. I like to cut your tree. All right. 45 bucks is too good to pass up. It's a foot for every 10 feet I have to climb. That's a 45-foot tree. Done in five minutes. Better than anybody I've ever seen. Be afraid. There you go. Well, Brady's got his big chili cook-off tonight. 
Diamondbacks in the World Series. All the songs we're playing this morning are from 2001, celebrating your Diamondbacks, getting back in this mix. Your uh, Diamondbacks. My Diamond. You're right, Brett. My Diamondbacks. My long-suffering nightmare is over. I haven't been to a World Series in, since I've been a fan ever. Uh, it's 8.33. Well, actually, not true. Since I've been a fan, they've been in one. <laughs> the day I started being a fan, they were in And it. now the D-backs have been in two. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about the Diamondbacks. Talk, I'm a Diamondbacks fan. You're now. talking about no, your I'm not cubbies. talking about my ex anymore. <laughs> we don't talk about her. I don't her. talk about her anymore. And somebody's, you know, when they, I keep getting her things like, like, it's like having your, your wife or husband die. No, it isn't. It's like, because your wife or husband isn't on the MLB package next year. Right. <laughs> you can't see how good like, she's looking. Yeah, she's not going to come to town twice a year. And like, you waited for the kids. Play my new wife at something. You waited for the kids to grow yeah. up. Your ex-wife's oh. in town. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We we just hung on for the kids. <laughs> now, your mother and I have an announcement. I've met a, a new thing, and I'm going to test that out. Your mother's still going to come by and play with her twice a year. For she's a couple ugly. We hate her. <laughs> the songs she sings are stupid. Agreed. Her house is dumb, too, but it, it's okay. <laughs> she does have cooler merch. But she's got no history. She's young. She's young. I admit it. She's in her 20s. <laughs> And Daddy's done something silly, but I'm going for that uh, fresh 25 year old team over there. You'll understand. You'll understand when you get to my age. You'll look at the fresh 25 year old and you'll say, "What? What? What, what was I thinking?" <laughs> my God, why am I with this old miserable broad all the time? We get this 25 year old right down the road. Uh, it's 8:34. There you go, everybody. It's your Brady Report. It's 98 KUPD. 2001 music coming your way. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98KUPD.com. The chance of a lifetime for Luis Gonzalez. 2-2, bottom of the ninth, game seven of the World Series. Bases loaded. Florida, center fielder, the Diamondbacks, world champion. Oh, that's weird. 22 years ago, there it is. D-backs, the world champs, Brady's golf buddy, Jay Bell, scoring the winning run. There's the Tory of old. Joe Tory, Tory of new. Tory Lovello. Your D-backs are in it, man. You believe it? I barely know. Oh, is this Schulte's call? I don't think I've ever heard this. There we go. Greg Schulte pill. There's a ball. The throat's out there. I don't think I'll do it after this or not. It, it'll, it'll recycle here. Oh, I thought it went it's to the Schulte call. Gonzalez digs in at the plate. And a little pooper. Sounds like it's from 1912. All right, see? Don't forget your Bravo. Your tummy's going to ache in the morning. Uh, yeah, so we're playing all the songs from 2001 this morning. Rage covering uh, Cypress Hill, How Could Just Kill Him. And both are cool. Britt, I'm with you. I agree that the Cypress Hill version is very yeah. cool. That was, that's pretty neat baseline, though. Uh, and all these, uh, it's just ridiculous. This is the most unexpected gift that a city could get. And knocking out Phillies kind of makes it all better. Uh, you can go to our. Homebridge Morning Sickness Facebook page and start to see all of the items as I slowly dismantle my Cubs shrines. That's up for grabs right now. People are really divided on the Harry Carey. You can't get rid of that! <laughs> I know. Oh, man, that's a tough one. 
And it's <laughs> so ugly. I'll tell you this, though. When I got it, there was nowhere to put it in my house. Like, it's so clunky. It is big. And, uh, it is big. So it was in my garage for a long time. And then I brought it here, put it in my office, and everybody walks by and says, what's that? Because it isn't, like, the best art in the world. But it is. It's clearly Harry and Steve. Oh, it's, it's available. We'll set prices later, and we'll raise some money for a good cause. And I abandoned my cubbies for my new we'll life. Fill that uh, wall space with a Diamondback frame, some sort of jersey memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, Brady's going to have a whole garage of my old stuff. I'm gonna beer s- can John stuff. Beer I'm can John single stuff. white female. He's going to bring guy. his beer cans in now. Ronnie's thrilled about <laughs> yeah, this. Oh yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you should do make a Brady. It's very big deal right now to make proclamations on your life. Uh, Mad Dog Russo, Holmberg, we both have done this. Brady, I look at you and I say, if the Diamondbacks win the World Series, mark it down, Toledo, get the audio. Uh, October 25th, 2023. Brady, at 8.51, if the Diamondbacks win the World Series, Brady will sell all of his beer cans and finally make his wife happy. Now, I'm not talking about in the bedroom. That's never going to occur. Why? He's still Brady. I will finally make her happy in the bedroom. That's right. The only thing he would have to do is sell his soul. To Satan and become another man for at least a week. Kind of like uh, Heaven Can Wait. He becomes a strapping young quarterback for the Rams for at least a week. Gives his wife all she's good for. But no, all he can promise now is to get rid of all those stupid kids. I still have yet to back up my promise, unlike Humberg. Now he's backing out. He's backing out, is he? Uh, you're talking about me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got lost in the meta. <laughs> I forgot who I was for a second there. I was kind you're of been, off, who backed out. Kind of been Homburg Russo purgatory. Sort of an odd backwards. Chris Russo agrees. Oh, Stern says he has to do a show and I have to do a show in bikini now instead of retire. Why would Howard Stern of all people be involved you're in this? Just an attention whore. Russo deemed it a throwaway line. It was a throwaway line that I will not back up with anything. I, I a throwaway line. Well, but all of your lines are throwaways. Everything I do now is a throwaway. Let me tell you something, Robin. This guy's got to get that off his chest and get to retire right now. You don't retire. You put, you, you got to wear a bikini. I tell you, I, these guys on radio, they, they don't know what they're doing. I tell you right now, Howard Stern, I will wear a bikini on the radio, which means nothing. It's like wearing one in a dark room. I think if you just wear it out one time, then you got, you'll be fine. I agree, Howard. Thanks, Robin. You drive me crazy. And Stern says I wear the bikini and I'm off the hook. And let's face it, he's the boss that's serious, so why wouldn't I listen to him? Also have to think that maybe during the entire endeavor in the bikini, you got to finger yourself. <laughs> I will do that on the radio. Who will know? you got to get pegged on the radio by a Diamondback fan. Chris Russo will be, mark my words, instead of retiring... I will be pegged live on the air wearing a sexy bikini by a Diamondbacks fan. Also, you should do some sounding. And I will sound. <laughs> now you're cooking. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> cooking with Christopher Russo. Cooking with Christopher Russo, a new show on the Food Network, where I take fans of the Diamondbacks, who I have definitely offended. So can you, you can never use the phrase, mark my words. Mark my already. words. I will no. never use those words again. <laughs> If Christopher Ruto ever says, mark my words again, I will retire on the air. Or, or. Again? You gotta have Mark Grace come by while you're in a bikini getting sounded and pegged. Ooh. And you gotta give him oral sex. 
Deal. What? Mark my words. <laughs> Mark grace my words. I just feel like you're agreeing to things to get people to shut up. I think it's getting out of hand, Howard. Robin, nobody needs to hear from me right now. Russo's in a, he's in a pickle. We're going to get him out of this pickle. That's right. New York radio has gotten weirder and weirder every day. I love it. All I did was just say, get a tattoo of Brady on my chest. <laughs> That's nothing. I'm going to get sounded and pegged in a bikini while blowing Mark Grace on the air. Because that will save my job. And that is what people do. They blow their way to the top. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I don't think you should do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't break out the stern too often. <laughs> I like it, though. Uh, what will Howard Stern have me do next? All right, you got a pogo stick naked all the way down Times Square. Wearing a Diamondbacks hat and screaming, I get hard only for Bob Brindley. <laughs> all right, where's that? Boing, boing, boing. I get hard for Bob Brindley. Make out with Beetlejuice. He's dead, Brady. But still, yes, I still, still like the still. idea. <laughs> Halloween will we'll resurrect. Christopher Russo agrees to that. <laughs> Christopher Russo will dig up Beetlejuice's dead little body. He got a French kiss for five minutes. And French kissed the dead Beetlejuice for five minutes. While watching the live performance of Beetlejuice with Representative Lauren Boebert. She's in trouble for that. Cause more trouble. Why would Stern get involved with Mad Dog's things? He should be the one that says, like, Howard Stern should be the one that says, uh, you got to do this. You think? Like, that's good radio. It seems even, that's, you know, people think that I'm, I'm, I haven't listened to Howard Stern in years because I'm kind of doing something while he's on. But back in the day when Howard wasn't Hampton's Howie, this is exactly what he recognized good ratings were. Mm Mm-hmm. The dude retires. It's like old Coke, new Coke. What's he going to do next? You got all eyeballs on you. I thought Russo made a huge, but to back out of it is. He's on. Uh, he was on with Stephen A. Smith a little while ago. Oh, God. Oh, God. Insufferable. This is a rough morning. Diamondbacks. Even though I did pick the Phillies to win myself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I didn't threaten to retire. How the ner- world how? thought they were going to lose. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. How nervous were you watching oh, the game? Oh, I was nervous. Were you stressed? Very nervous. I sure yeah. was. But remember, that was a radio thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no, necessarily no, no. a TV thing. No, thing. Mad oh, Dog transcends oh, no, radio. Think you Mad can Dog say is where Mad no, Dog is. No, it's all radio. Oh, you think you can say things on certain that, platforms and yes. we don't hear no. and it that doesn't radio. carry you, over? You're no. always talking about Mad Dog Radio. You no. know that's different than Uncle Stevie and Aunt Molly? No, no, no. The point that I'm if you don't think that Mad Dog Russo is in the studio with us now, it is exactly. Exactly right. It's happening right here. I'm telling you. I don't have Stephen A. Smith this thing. It's me. And Howard Stern. And we're talking about what I'm going to do next. <laughs> Preposterous. I can't believe he would do such a thing. As go on the radio and Threaten? say that you're, that you're threatening. <laughs> you, you promised people that you was going to retire. Don't spit on me. Please. I don't need this from you, Stephen A. I'll come back with a different name. <laughs> I retire Christopher Russo I will be Bad Dog <laughs> Bad Dog Christopher Russo That's what I'll do from here on out Mad Dog I've retired it It's a terrible drink for black people oh, watch it That's the passage What you just said is Racist, egregious And unbelievable Take it from me Stephen B. Smith <laughs> <laughs> I am Bad Dog Christopher Russo I think you two should have to make out together Oh that's ridiculous 
Mum, num, num, num. And now you got to perform oral on them. All right. Pull her out there, Stephen A. I'm not as proud of my piece of deal as I should be. <laughs> Preposterous, <laughs> egregious, and unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. Mad Dog made quite a claim, and the Diamondbacks stuffed it right in his throat. Is he on locally anywhere, Mad Dog? I don't I don't think so. It's just serious it's stuff. Just, unless yeah. he's on Dale Station because they can't. <laughs> no one else. would know. <laughs> would anyone know? I think it would be a great idea if Mad Dog and Stephen A. Smith had a three-way with Mark That's Grace. Howard. Yeah, thank you, Robin. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded a lot like her there. <laughs> and right there in my house in the Hampton, because I never come outside anymore. Brady, I want you right now to put a sheet on and cut holes out where the boobs are. Become a Bray booby. <laughs> I'll do it. Don't do it, Howard. And I want, I want, how about this? Christopher Mad Dog Russo has to perform uh, an act of a child on a mother on your bosom. Whoa. Until milk comes out. Exactly. Feed me, Brady, from the breast of you. From the fountain of Brady. <laughs> That's right. Brady, I want you to let him suckle at your teat. Until sustenance occurs. Ooh, it could take a while. It might take a while, but I'm a good sucker, Brady. I know that. I suck hard and I suck long. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's enough of that. I'm lost in this kind of uh, thing. Sorry. I'm very excited about this. All I have to do is get a tattoo if they win. Uh, but I don't know. We don't make those things. Let's go back. Like 2001 music. That's what we're talking about. And Brett has compiled a ton of them. Well, I worked at The Zone in 2001. The show started in 2001. One of the first things we ever dealt with was uh, 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 this show's got some magic in it from 2001. We uh, Brady was the mascot there uh, with the Diamondbacks from 97? 96. When they first announced the team and then yep. they started in 98. And then Brady was uh, the mascot, and you got to know a lot of the guys and stuff. So as the World Series was going on, your job as the producer of this show at the time, because it was just the two of us, and then the Eric was here, but he yeah. was the van guy. Uh, it was mainly just two, and you were like, I'll just call the people. And we got Luis Gonzalez on. We got uh, Jerry Colangelo on. I think we had yep. Brenly, manager yep. at the time. Brenneman. Uh, Brenneman was on. Yeah, we had a nice list of people that Brady knew at the Diamondbacks. And Jerry Colangelo was on this show. Uh, after game six, and I said, here you are, game seven, the team's, what, three years old? We got to try to find a clip of this. And I said, how do you want this to end? What's your dream scenario? Do you want a blowout? Do you want this to be a show? And he goes, no, what I want is what everybody wants. Bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. You know? That's right. Gonzalez comes up and just pokes a little one out there into the outfield, and we got it. And God damn it, if that didn't just happen. That uh, you know, it, it's it things and happen. I things forgot. Happen. I'm hanging Come out on, with Brett. Of course, the Italian guy Come knew on. exactly how the and game. And the first <laughs> guy signed by the team scores a winning run. Was Jay Bell the first signing? Yeah. Oh, okay. No kidding. I thought it was that free agent signing because they had to have a uh, draft first. So it had to be like Travis Lee, yeah. uh, Kareem Garcia. Those were their yeah, first thought, guys. I thought Travis Lee was the first draft. Yeah, and then the expansion draft of where they picked everybody up. Might have been Jay Bell off the Pirates. Jay probably. Bell and Matt Williams were the first two guys in. But that was expansion draft. Yeah. Because you got to pick off other teams. So he was probably the first guy chosen in the expansion draft. Although if Matt Williams was available, we might have got him. But he might have been the first one that signed papers. Either way, whatever the details are, Brady, it doesn't matter. Details, me tales, I say. 
And that game seven, which was funny, is uh, our buddy Studley got yeah. me a Fox appointment. Uh, so I, I'm like, all right, I'll go there. Yeah, you just I didn't around. have a ticket. I had to broadcast. A media laminate. pass. And so I knew how to get up into the uh, office area of the Diamondbacks, and I watched the last four series in Jerry's suite. You were in no one was in there. So amazing. That's and then amazing. went out on the field. And this is what I was doing prior to working here, which were songs from that. Now, what do you got for us first? Uh, Matchbox 24. Oh, another killer from 2001. Ugh. And this was when I was working at The Zone, and they kept saying, we're going to go after KUPD. And I'm like, really? The morning show we've got? They're yes. kind of twinky. And they said, uh, you play Alice in Chains in the afternoon, we'll play this in the morning. I think and then this started to sneak into my show. I think you're already gone. This was uh, I think I'm finally out of college, you think late I'm 20s, early 30-year-old girl I dream music in 2001. I think you're this match, this Rob Thomas was a... Slayer for about four years. Remember this? I thought this place was at weddings and proms everywhere. You still play this at weddings? Nope. You don't? You nope. not on your list? No. Nobody's ever asked for this. <laughs> well, because if you're gone, doesn't yeah, make exactly. sense, right? Yeah. Scooch it to the chorus. We should try. Oh no, here it comes. I think I'm scared. I think too much. Every every late 90s singer for was so vulnerable yeah. maybe it's time to come home this was this was me in the zone studio just like I thought we were gonna go after KPD a little bit more because Pratt's old and they don't all right Did you guys do this one too no oh, no yes hanging by a moment lifehouse oh that you just triggered me. <laughs> Desperate for changing. <laughs> if you could find tapes of if you could find tapes of the zone, I used to sing along all the time. Annoyingly. You hear me in the back. I'm falling even more in love with you. Some people would call and go, somebody's singing along. I don't know what you're hearing. I'm standing here until you make me. It made it entertain me. Sometimes I didn't know the words, and I just loved my friend Colin, and I would sing songs. We tried to harmonize, and neither of us could do it very well. It wasn't Elaine and Jerry, then, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was pretty hilarious. What else is in there from that? Uh, oh, my God. There's another zone one, I would yeah. think. Oh, yeah. Oh, Drops, Drops of Jupiter. <laughs> Christ. There is one song you're going to get to in this little mix that I'll tell a story with. About how now that she's back in the atmosphere with Jupiter. Is somebody singing the songs? It's pissing us off. Some, I gotta do something in here that's fun. She acts like some rocks like rain. Reminds me that there's a time to change. Yeah. Screw that. Tell you that none of this this KUPD thing almost happened because of that station right there. And if you hit the song, that's you guys said no, no, no. Did you guys do this one. Two thousand one was a tough year. Natalie and Matilda, close. Michelle Branch. Never, ever oh, Nelly? No. Nelly Furtado. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was her second song that year. Oh no, this is the big one. Oh, oh Christ. Here it comes. I wish we could have tapes like that. I'm like a bird, I'm a flyaway. 
did this at the Arizona Mills. Oh, really? Yeah, she came out performed it. Those shots fired. <laughs> you get to the one song and I'll Which tell you. It's, it's, you kick me another one. I bet you I find know. it. It was song of the year. Nope. Oh, this is five for fighting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Garbage. Jeez. It's three thirty in the afternoon. Kill yourself. Five for fighting this out. We're out a rope and hold yeah. detail. <laughs> Raise the prices on a rope. I'm just out to find. This is well. Now you're building to when if you hit the song, I can tell the story. Oh man, because I got duped. I was so almost done with radio completely. 27 years old. I was like, I gotta get out of this. Oh, oh, baby. (laughs) This is a stupid John Mayer song. We didn't really play this one. one. No, no, we did. I can't believe that. I would have figured. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Discover me. Huh? Is it the color one I'm thinking of? The color Not one. colored. Color. <laughs> Just because I said it doesn't play, mean. Play what you're thinking. I don't uh, know I what gotta, you're talking I, about. Hang on. I got to get up. What a great guitar player John Mayer ended up. No, he was then. No, God, tangerine no, tangerine speed <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. No. No, he said it was it was song of the year. Tangerine Speedo was nearly the I end of my career. <laughs> the station, I, they swore this was going to define us. And I broke the CD every time they burned it. I didn't want it in the building. <laughs> you were... You honestly work with people who think... That Trip Reeb is a little to blame for this. Because in K-Rock, they were championing this song in a big way. Kevin Weatherly, the program director, called our program and said, if you guys are going to play anything, this is the song. Smash. And they pushed this so hard. And I, the afternoon guy at the station, every time they'd burn the CD, I'd break it. And they'd look, stop it. We won't even schedule it in your show. I'm like, if that's in the studio, I'm breaking it. And they... Kevin Mannion, one of my best friends, burned a hundred of them, and I stood and broke every one. He goes, you're going to get fired for this. And I'm like, fire me then. If this is the music we play, I don't want to work here. Now I kind of like it. Ricky Ricardo there in the oh, middle with the bongos. Hated that song. Uh, this, this has got to be it then, right? Not that. Tangent. That mambo speed. stuff. That this is music. it. Okay. So I got hired by the, <laughs> hired by the station to come back in 2000. Midway through 2001, I realized everything they told me was a lie. And that was the commonality at the zone. The whole place was that way. So I'm driving to work one morning. I hated it there. I hated the morning guys. I hated them. They were awful, phony, horrible people. I was friends with Jeff Dill, and I was friends with my buddy Colin Boyd. And I was friends with the program director, Kevin Manny, who was pushing Andrew and Speedo down my throat. And he was torn because we were really good friends. And he ended up being really good friends with the morning guy, Dave Smiley, who was the still to this day the only person I'd go to jail for to punch if I had the chance. <laughs> he came into my house when Kevin died. Did you scratch this beef, you and I? I'm like, I don't have a beef with you. I don't care about you. I don't think about it. I just want to get it out of the way. And he took his shirt off. What? Trying to be funny. It was a, it was a, it was a wake for my friend's death. And he took his shirt off. He goes, I just want to make, I just try to make people laugh. I don't need this. Go away. And then he goes, you want to fight or something? And I said, I swear to God, you say that again and you're going to be laying down. <laughs> really? Yes. 
And then Kevin's sister came in and said, he's going to kill you, Dave. <laughs> Just leave him alone. And then he said, let's, let's do one slap each. And he gave me the biggest pansy slap I've ever felt in my life, and I laid one on him, and he just, we were done. So, that guy, and I, I drive to work, I get to the flyover from the 60 to the 10 on my way down to 840 North Central Avenue, and I was crying. This song came on, and for some reason spoke to me, you gotta get out of here. This song literally changed my entire life. I was, I quit a week later. After crying in the car, and I had just talked to KUPD for the first time, and I didn't have the job, and I wasn't sure I was going to get it. I didn't even know if Dave Pratt was going to leave, and I said, I just got to get out of this. This song made me weep because I was so unhappy. You were like, Brady's gone. (laughs) Yeah, you had already quit. I'm like, things just aren't the same. Where's he going? I don't know. And and then I got pegged by a diamond yeah, this song, I hear it now and it still gets me. It's such a weird life pivot for me. Boo. Boo, this one. yuck. Oh, Sugar Ray. Yeah. I always thought he sounded like Elmer Fudd. When it's over, that's the time I fall in love again. It's Elmer Fudd. And when it's over... That's the time you're in my heart again. This is a kind of a cool little... Uh, and when you go, go... I guess uh, Shane Orlando sounds a little like Elmer, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix your car. Don't worry about it. Anyway, 2001. Memories of... And then something else happened in 2001. I can't quite... What was that? It was like a big event. Yeah. It all runs together. It all starts to bleed together. Weird. Ugh. That was my zone day. Nelly. An hour. Yeah, I, I, quit, I quit thinking I'll never work in radio. I'm done with this. Hey, must, must be the money. And that kind of brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> and this, that kind of made me, oh, you know what, maybe I'll do radio again. <laughs> hey, hey, and the great Chuck Arteague called. They got a bunch of pinheads running that zone station. Come work with me. <laughs> Will you leave me alone? I have no interest in you whatsoever, you f- idiot. That was my job interview. I just want you to do a good job. That's did you, all. Did you guys do this one? I don't know this. Long intro. Hang on. Dido. Oh, Dido. <laughs> we kind of strayed from this. On the ball yeah, we kind of strayed away from this. Really? Yeah. This we how uh, trying the, to be the a little bomb, but it was after. It, early no, on. it was early. This song was wasn't 2001. That's what it says on the list. I, I think the Eminem bone signed off. Yeah, this song. years ago. Yeah. Year, I'm sorry, years earlier. Yeah, that's an older than 2001. Might have been a hit again because of it Eminem. Come back, yeah. When Eminem did Eminem Stan or whatever. Yeah, because I bet you that's why it became a hit. On. Yeah, I'd probably one of those resurgent ones. Yeah, that had to be it, because I didn't know about this song, except for Bone Mama, our midday girl, signed off. Thank you. Good part of my day. Okay, bye-bye. Boon, 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 boon. Boon, 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 boon. Hey, everyone, I'm the Boon Mama. Boon, boon. Boon, 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 boon. That was my impression of her, and she hated it. Hey, I'm the Boon, 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 boon. You say your name a lot. Boon, boon, boon. 
Oh, it's a, a language. Boom, 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 boom. You must not have got him. Well, that had to be 2001, yeah. Because I watched him do this at the Grammys with Elton John. Yeah. Whoa, hey, Eminem, watch your mouth. Clean it up. Anyway. Oops, he's still going. Uh, anyway. All the songs we play this morning from 2001. It's been a fun morning. Diamondbacks making us all kind of feel like we're hungover and we're not really sure we drank. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's just flat crazy. And uh, Christopher Russo, look, if I've got to do this, I, I'm giving up just as much as he did. He's given up a job. He'll get another job. I'm giving up my life passion for the Cubs as my promise about them uh, going to the World Series back in May. And people said, oh, you called it. I didn't call it. I called nothing. I was making fun of the fact that anybody even thought it was possible. This is... This might be, in my 51 years of living, the most impossible sports thing other than Buster Douglas. And then, hindsight, you look back at Buster Douglas and say, that makes sense. Mike Tyson was a mess. Oh, he was a mess. But now you're not. You never saw this Diamondbacks lineup. You still don't. They've got Saul Frank got on the team two weeks before the end of the year. He's pitched 10 games in his life, and eight of them are playoff games. He was on the mound last night. Didn't do great, but he was on the mound last night. Anyway, sorry. I'm very odd. It's just an odd morning. Love it, though. Russo, the baby. Sorry. I've gone on and on. Uh, we got a rock horse coming up a little bit. I wonder if there'll be a time. We should we, we avoid the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> avoid easy. the Diamondbacks. It's too easy. Maybe Song of 2001. Got a whole bunch of them. 98 KUP. Diamondbacks in the World Series. Still can't believe it. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98KUPD.com. Jimmy Eat World. There you go. It's uh, Bleed Medicon. All the songs today from 2001. Talking about baseball and the... Mad Dog Me. This is, you know what, I gotta give, I'm, I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little more today. I'm following through. I just got an email from my buddy Rich that said, My God, you're actually doing it. That's right. You gotta follow your big giant trap, yab, 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 and then finish up with what you say you're gonna do. Damn it all. Uh oh, is there people fighting in the hallway? Uh-oh. I thought there was fight. Birthday boys out in the hall. It is, I know. That's the thing. So for we've talked Diamondbacks a lot today, and I know there's not everybody's a Diamondback fan, but I don't care. We're having a good time with this, and it's good. And yeah, you're probably getting the most out of the 2001 year of music, which I didn't realize was so good because, as we all know, a little odd thing happened in 2001 that made us all forget about the year except for one kind of thing, a snapshot of, wow, that was 2001. Uh, but then the Diamondbacks won the World Series, so it's the last time they were there. The dates, if you haven't paid attention to this, the odd little magic that's happened. They killed two birds, literally. Two birds, one stone. Uh, Randy Johnson did it in 2001, pitching, killed a bird. Zach Gallen did it this year. And that's when I made the proclamation that I would switch to being fans. So that's been our theme today, 2001. However, we also have to recognize that today is our little friend Larry McFeely's birthday. Our boss man, Larry McFeely. Larry Eugene McFeely. I don't even know if that's his middle name. I was going to say, is that his name? Sounds about right. Doesn't it sound right? Yeah. Uh, Larry is turning 40-something or other, and he is going to celebrate his birthday. I want a tribute song to Larry. A tribute song to Larry. Now, Jimmy Eat World is out. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> we just played it. The initials, though. I know. All right. A tribute, oh, I got, a, yeah, a tribute song. All right, got and if mine. you, if I'm going to pick you first, and if you pick it, I'm just going to acquiesce. Right. I'm just going to give you this week. <laughs> if you pick it, I'm going to. I oh, think I, I, I think I know what you got, Brady, uh, and I'll do it too. I'm going to get a song together, but if, I'm going to go to Brett first. If he picks it, he's an automatic winner. I'm not even going to let. We'll find out what right. you chose. All right, but if if he picks the song, I think he's going to choose, and it's his and his alone. <laughs> then it's the win, because I already know Brett. I sing it in the whole. I know. That's, I'm, then you're going to win. Do you want to just do it now? Yes. Hang on. I got to right, pull No, no, no. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll do it, right, we'll right, do it right. in a second. We'll just officially. Okay. Do you have one that you would have chosen? Yes. I do too. But we'll let it sit. Rock Wars coming up. you have any? We'll just let people suggest. Maybe something else would be else. I don't know. Yeah, another one that will pop up that maybe competes, but I don't think so. Uh, it's 934. Rock Wars, a tribute to our man Larry on his big, fat birthday. Can't even have his own birthday. Program, dir- uh, program director of KSLX, David, also has October 25th as a birthday, and half of me believes that David just moved it to piss Larry off. <laughs> uh, it's 935. It's Larry's birthday. That's our Rock Wars topic today. It's 98. You thought that was funny. Holmberg's morning sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. 98. What the hell is wrong with you? K-U-P-D. Holmberg's morning sickness. It's time for the weekly battle of musical supremacy known as Rock Wars. By our friends at Mo Money Pawn, short or long-term collateral loans from ten dollars to over one hundred thousand dollars or more. Over or more, uh, no credit needed or top dollar and top dollar paid, which is the entire process taking several minutes. minutes. Sorry, we're off. Yeah, MoMoneyPawn.com. That? that was a bad read. Uh, the theme today is Larry's birthday. Took Larry to lunch yesterday. Uh, had a nice birthday lunch with Larry. Why yesterday? Because he asked me to take him to lunch for his birthday. <laughs> On, you, his, we, what? on his not birthday. Yeah, so but your birthday's tomorrow. Well, they got something planned for me tomorrow. Oh, am I not invited to that? It's a meeting. Hooper de doo. <laughs> so I said, well, where do you want to go? I don't care. Well, this is going to be fun. Eeyore, do you want to go or not? And then, he, then we went over and we had a, a Buck and Rider, which was good. Real good. Very nice. He doesn't seem like a Buck and Rider kind of guy. <laughs> he got a cheese crisp at Garcia's and took it with him. <laughs> He wanted to go Just to Garcia's. Right. Just right. Yeah, he said, he got real big. I'm going to go to Garcia's for a cheese crisp. And I'm like, I'm not. You have to think of your guests. I have to eat, too. <laughs> if I'm footing the bill, you get to choose your birthday. Say, so you're not like 12. It's not like Kirby. I'm going to Raisin Cage. I'm not doing that. You got to pick and think, well, what about stockyards? No, I'd rather eat my shoe. <laughs> stockyards is a classic. You want to make Larry mad? Tell him you don't like salt cellar. Oh, he starts spinning. Oh, he starts spinning really? like, a, like exorcist type head spinning like a, around, like stuff? a dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy birthday to our favorite Damn guy it, I that one. in the like a favorite guy <laughs> in the building, Larry McFeely, who is truly beloved. Uh, Nineteen years old when he started here. And I think he's forty-seven today. Yarn in his hair, goat eyes. Yeah, goat eyes. One of my favorite Larry McFeely stories of all time is uh, when I first started working at KUPD, I didn't know Larry wasn't Mexican. I thought he was a Mexican guy. And he had an endorsement with a car dealership, and he was a very irresponsible young man. And he, now I ask him if he still does, and he goes, nope, I'm grown up now. And he's much different. 
But Larry's driving around in this car, and we're on Guadalupe Road going about 40. <laughs> no, we were getting on the freeway. We were heading down Guadalupe, and we were going to, I forget where we were going. Like, you were on Guadalupe when it happened. Actually, we were coming back. We'd just gotten off freeway back to Guadalupe. And you, you go, you know what I love about these cars that they give you for nothing? I'm like, no, what's that? He took that gear shifter and just jammed it into reverse. <laughs> 40 miles an hour. That car sung and danced for, as the passenger, it feels like you're going to get, like in Star Wars when your ship just explodes. Yeah. It was that. I'm going to open Larry's just like, I don't care. It's not mine. And I'm like, Larry, you can't do this. So I asked him on the excellent adventure, did you, uh, oh no, those days are long behind me. I'm very responsible now. But we love you and happy birthday, Larry Bear. He's going, why did you tell that story about me wrecking cars? <laughs> he didn't wreck it, which would, and I got to be honest, I got in my car the next day and I was like, I'm doing Should it. I? <laughs> I, like eight miles an hour, I took a chance. Like, that is kind of fun. Yeah, I wanted to go in reverse. <laughs> you did it, but it was pure Larry. You know what's really fun about these cars that you don't own? What's that? <laughs> didn't care about traffic or anyone around us, and then just laughed and put it right back in drive and drove forward. I, meanwhile, with a pant load now. What did you just do that for? It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun, Larry. Great lunch. But a uh, tribute to our boy Larry on it. It was. It was a lovely. And then yesterday was a great lunch. And then the new Larry, I asked him yesterday, got any plans for your birthday? I gotta take my dog to the vet. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not plans for your birthday. That's a responsibility of life. So uh, I will uh, say a tribute to our friend Larry on his birthday today. And I'm going to go, well, Brady, I'll go to you first. If, okay. if Brett does what I think he's going to do, I think it's an auto win. But let's see what Brady chose. I chose uh, this band's debut album in 1990. Easy Irving and MC Moshe. <laughs> what? As Kosher as They Want to Be is Did the name of the album. Moshe? Jeez. Oh, yeah. Boy, it's so human. in the mall. Yes, the other day. You didn't say the title of the man. The girlies and the schmucks and the toupees. Two live Jews. It's time to get yeah, that's busy. Right. It started getting dark. So we busted out the door onto the sidewalk. Walking back to the hotel. We're doing a... Uh, bagel shop. It was so... Two live Jews. We're doing me so horny. Two live crew. Not two live Jews, like although I hope they're dead. I was frying like a blitz. All right, that's one. Here we go. Oi, it's so right. humid. Oh, Thank God, it's over. I think I'm right. I just went down a road where I thought it would be something that's actually possibly going to play at Larry's house. I think this is a very strong, no, very strong possibility. (laughs) Larry has some birthday cake, and this is playing in the background. He loves Babs. Funny girl herself. Ah. (laughs) Oh, I do, I do. Finds Larry as well. Papa. Oh, from Yentl. Papa, can you hear me? I have a feeling every year for Larry's birthday, the family just puts Yentl on him. That's what I would do. Not if I were a rich man. No. Papa, Papa, can you hear me? This is as she's dressed up as a little boy looking for her daddy. Yentl's a great movie. Ask, it's tonight. Larry's got it going. But the winner is coming up here. Because you sing this around the hallways every day. 
Uh, I got it. If I'm Brett fine. walks by you and you're like, hey, Brett, what's going on? What do you do? <laughs> the way he sings it. And this is what I love about it. Go ahead. So this is, a, well, basically, it's the other king of the Jews, Mel Brooks, with the Inquisition. <laughs> Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. We're going to teach them wrong from right. We're going to help them see the light and make an offer that they can't refuse. The Jews just can't refuse. Confirm. Brett doesn't sing the lead. He always just walk around as one of the Judenaires. Don't be dull. A fact. Better to lose your skull cap than your skull. Oh, you're a The Inquisition. <laughs> what a show. The Inquisition. Here we go. We know you're wishing that we'd go away. But the Inquisition's here and it's here to stay. sitting in a temple. I was minding my own business. I was listening to a lovely Hebrew mass. Then these papers persons plunge in and they throw me in a dungeon and they shove a red hot poker up my ass. Is that considerate? Is that polite? And not a tube of preparation H in sight. I'm sitting flicking chickens and I'm looking through the pickings and suddenly these guys break down my balls. I didn't even know them and they grabbed me by the score them and they started playing ping pong with my balls. Oi, the agony. Ooh, the shame. To make my privates public for a game. Was it happy birthday, Larry? There's no reason to choose, John. The Inquisition's still going on. That's every time Brett walks by you in the hallway. Hey, Brett, what's up? For 30 years. Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, Sam. We have a mission to convert the Jews. The worst part is, you just rewound that and knew exactly where to lead to it. Is that your ringtone for Larry? It should be, actually. Good idea. Anyway, happy birthday, Lawrence. So darn proud of you. 36 years here. Is that right? No, 26. years here? 26. 19. Yeah. And 47. I, I aged him up to Brady. That's a long time. <laughs> he's, a, he's one of our favorite people. One of the nicest people on the planet. So, and he's geez. single, ladies. Look at Forever. Check your email. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't want to know. But it's his birthday. So when he's on with you later today... 
just you guys. You got it. You guys are pricks. The <laughs> listeners are pricks. But it's funny. Terrible photo. Uh, that's uh, so our friend Larry. Happy birthday, big boy. Oh, no, Dave. Dave, Vegas. <laughs> uh, we got an entertainment drill coming up. And why don't uh, we do another one from 2001? Still don't know how this song is still around for this band, but there it is, man. What a great cover. 2001, Alien Ant Farm covering MJ, his own self, the smooth criminal. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD. Still streaming. Holmberg's morning sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Uh, it's uh, Alien Ant Farm right there. The 2001 stuff's been fun. Nice job, Toledo, putting all that together this morning and getting all that thing arranged. It wasn't too hard. It was a pretty top-to-bottom list that was... Something I had to find. Yeah, but there was a, a, we, a oh, lot yeah, of them yeah, held yeah. up. Like, yep. There's a lot of songs from 2001 that we had going that were uh, pretty solid all the way through. Well done, sir. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Toledo. You got Stained for You. We didn't play that. Incubus, Nice to Know You. Lincoln Park, we didn't get to. Uh, what else is there? Ring of Fire, wasn't that? And you're going back into Larry's stuff after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Delete them. Larry doesn't have to do it. But, uh, yeah, pretty solid. That's fun. Diamondbacks in the World Series. Since 2001, we haven't done it, so we just went a little uh, time warp today. Celebrated 2001 the way we should. Let's do Nope, don't. Be allowed to say things without that happening. In the meantime, I'll be back on the air to talk about more things I'm never going to do. Boy, Russo's getting crushed right now. He should. And he, he should, should be. be. Yeah, you can't go out and rattle your trap that big and that loud. That's a New York sports guy. Yep. Alligator mouth, bird's ass. You going to say it? Do it. Unless it hurts someone or someone else. Got a text from Megan. That tattoo idea sounds stupid. You're not doing it. Ah, I quote the ladies. <laughs> my body, my choice. I will tattoo Barry Wood-style Brady right here on my chest with the Diamondbacks logo on his chest as well. A tattoo of a tattoo of a tattoo. That's going to be beautiful. Barry Wood, Brady, Drew Haybetter with Hay Fan where the bat goes. You know what I mean? We'll have to work that that out. Hay Fan! Hey, Hey, Dad, I know that guy. He works with me. Oh, all right. He's the mascot now, too. Hey, Brady. Hey, Fan! Enjoy the night. Stay in school. I don't think that guy knows you at all. And then my dad ditched me for the very first Diamondbacks game. Did go. he go up to the suite? He went to the suite with his uh, construction buddies who built the place, and they partied up there, and I was I'll be right back. Good seats, so I got to sit in good seats, but he ditched me to the point where I couldn't find him. <laughs> I just I found a, I saw a friend of mine there. I'm like, hey, can I get a ride home? It's like, yeah, I'm a good thing. He just, <laughs> just bailed. Sorry about that. Me and Blake got pretty drunk. Yeah, I figured so. Uh, anyway, I, I hoofed it home from downtown Phoenix. I appreciate you. What, you get a ride with the mascot? <laughs> I got a ride from my friend Jeff. And I'm sitting, there, I'm sitting there by myself. And the, everybody's leaving. My buddy Jeff Glazer goes by. Hey, Holmberg. I'm like, hey, yeah, you guys wouldn't have to have a ride. I lost my father. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. Welcome to the club. I'm not going to correct this. I think I just got a sympathy ride. Yeah, Toledo and I. And I saw Toledo, who I didn't even know yet. He was sitting there saying the same thing. <laughs> it was a father and son game. There was one empty seat in the building. 
Uh, it's time for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Uh, they're going to help you out becoming better at what you do. We saw that uh, video this morning of that dude at the party lost his mind, went inside, got a hatchet, and started hacking away until the dude's hand came off, uh, and then chunks of his arm were off. That video right there, I'm sure they'll play over at uh, reactdefense.com because it shows machete defense. What people's natural instinct to do is to defend yourself from the blade. Well, the blade's the business end. That's like trying to slap a bullet. I don't know why I keep talking like this guy. It's stuck inside of me. <laughs> that would, you would never smack a bullet. You'd smack the thing that pushes the bullet at you. You could smack a bullet. You could smack a bullet. You'd be very lucky. No, you. Oh, I could hit a bullet. No problem. But no, no mortal man could. In fact, if a bullet hits me today, I'll retire. <laughs> oh, what? No. Well, I mean, whoops. Don't say that. <laughs> Preposterous, egregious, and stupid. So, uh, yeah, so you, you defend yourself. The first thing's first. You defend yourself by destroying the operator. You block his arm. That's what's swinging the machete. You don't block the machete. That's going through you. It's designed to hit you. Don't let it. At least twice. Get in there. Guy with a machete, you can defend that thing. It's an easy defense, too, actually, when you start looking at it. Because you don't want to be in a situation where a guy's winging a machete at you. You probably shouldn't have many friends with machetes. That's a big step in the right direction, too. you got a buddy who's got a machete easily grabbed. And he's not in maintenance, although that video did look like most of them were maintenance workers. You can defend against it. They teach you all that stuff. Machetes, hammers. We did grenades the other day. It was amazing. Uh, you can do this while you're getting in shape. The training is amazing. The mind training is even more amazing. And when you come out of there, more confident and better. You're a sheepdog, not a sheep. Don't be a victim. You walk around as one every single day. You don't have to. ReactDefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black, Brady Entertainment. John Stamos, uh, we've got another little thing out of his uh, memoir. little teaser. Yeah. We've gotten so many, he might as well not get it. Right. <laughs> I know. I, it's kind of when Harry wrote his book about it. The only thing I really cared about was that he loved the way his penis smelled. Because of his mother. He admitted to having two nose jobs when he was at General Hospital in the early 80s. Ooh. The second one happened within a year. Um, basically, he went to Michael Jackson's doctor. Hey, Brady, tell Brett what his name was on General Hospital. Blackie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> Sends him off the edge every time. I've never met someone that loves off-color humor so much, and I say that in general. <laughs> Cher says her 37-year-old boyfriend, Alexander Edwards, uh, doesn't get most of her references. How old did you say he is? 37. <laughs> She's 77. A lot of her pop culture references uh, yeah. go right over his 77-year-old pop culture references, a lot of Jackie Gleason. Some uh, When she's dropping the Clark Gable on. Yeah, the Benny and the Parr. That's even before that. I know. She's throwing Jimmy Stewart, Hitchcock, laughing. Leave it to Beaver. Rowan and Martin. Rowan and Martin coming at her. Yeah, she's she's breaking down the Smothers Brothers comedy hour. (laughs) That was a better time, you and your nonsense comedy. Like Francis Bean Cobain, daughter of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, married Riley Hawk. Tony Hawk's kid. Saw this yesterday. Michael Stipe performed the ceremony. Oh, really? He's the uh, godfather. And Francis' godfather is Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, she's talking about that the other day. I didn't know that. I didn't know Drew Barrymore was tight with the Cobains. Maybe just Courtney Love because they did. Uh... It's her second marriage. Yeah. I didn't, forgot about that. Had a quick one. 
2016 yeah. when they divorced. Frances Bean looks, uh, and this is a good thing considering who her parents were. She looks super healthy and like has a smile in her eyes, which is nice. Doesn't really look like either one. No, too, so that's no, a good, good, good for good for her all the way around. They gave her the best of what they had, which wasn't a whole lot. We had a celebrity death: Richard Roundtree, Shaft. I got Shut you. your mouth. Oh, Shaft. This was our uh, uh, walk-up music for the uh, birthday show back in July to celebrate bald performers because Isaac, hey, Shaft isn't a singer. This is a song about it. We might have to have this be our walk-up music Friday and Saturday night. Just Absolutely. I always have a last-minute entry. This is like three and a half minutes. This is your closing music today, Brady. And nice. Shaft. Try to post it. Coy Taylor says that the guys in Slipknot are only uh, upper middle class. They're not making Taylor Swift money. No, they're not. Nobody is. Yeah. Corey Taylor Swift is a pretty good idea. Though. That For is. A couple of those That'd have been a great costume. Yeah, Corey Taylor Swift. Yeah. Screaming Taylor Swift songs would be pretty awesome. 22! <laughs> Shake it off! Yeah. Shake it! Shake it off! I can do that. Just double bass it the whole way through. <laughs> We got another memoir being released. Serge Tankian from System of Down. Oh, that'll be interesting because they had a Down with the System. It'll be uh, coming out in May. Still got time, but not much. Stevie Nicks, Ice T, Adam Levine, Carrie Underwood, Common, LL Cool J, Miguel, uh, Queen Latifah, and Saya. Sia. Sia? Saya? Have been added to the Rock and Roll Hall so of Fame. Why do you ask? Why do you ask? Why do you ask me? Saya. See ya. Saya also. Sure. See ya. See ya. They've all been added to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Hey. Who's the black private dick in the sex machine of all the chicks? Shut up! Damn right. God, this song is awesome. Shaft 81, Richard Rodgers. Man, who would risk his neck for brother man? Simply all was pretty good. Isaac read gone? it. Right on. What's that? Is Isaac gone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is, right? Yeah. I thought Samuel L. Jackson did a pretty good job. That was a good movie. Yeah. Who's the captain that won't cop out when there's danger all about? It's Chef, for God's sake. That's all I hear. Right on. Right on. You see, this cat Chef is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Chef. We can dig it. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. John Shaft. All right, sorry. Goodbye, Richard Roundtree. Nostalgia Day. It is. Mad Dog Russo backs out of retirement Val on Stern Show to wear a bikini on the air. Bikini on the radio. So dumb. Got one on now. I wear one every day. You guys have no idea what. Sometimes Brady and I just play tummy sticks. I don't even know we're doing it. Larry McFeely, the birthday boy, coming up next. We're a tangerine speedo. <laughs> we could. <laughs> With a tangerine speedo, that should make up for my retirement. I promised to quit my job, and then I just showed up in a bikini. That's worse. And he just turned into Clinger from MASH and went to work the next day. That's dumb. And I thought cross-dressing was bad. I thought that was like, I thought, now aren't people, trans people going to get upset that they're making a joke out of some man in a bikini? Yes. 
Yeah. Just retire and come out of retirement. Like Brady said, Tom Brady came out of retirement. People come out of retirement. Just take a week or two off. Good idiot. Not me. I'm in my Diamondbacks gear. Ready to go. Uh, that's it for us. Larry's next. Happy birthday, Lair Bear. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow right here on the Morning Sickness. So long! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 97.5.